You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. He told me he gets a lot of points with his wife for... There being a 32 fans podcast without him, like she'll be very happy that he's missing an episode because she's a, a serious enemy of the show. She wants the show not to exist and doesn't like me. I'm in this world and they made me a monster. And Welcome if you back to 32 fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Throwing great. I should ask you because today is your 35th birthday. Yeah, I'm uh, eligible to run for president. That's so lame that like a 33 year old can't run for president, but like the world's stupidest person can. Kind of crazy. I'm talking about Al yeah. Gore. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I'm fully qualified now also. All I need to do is be a, you know, a white man born in America. Are you willing to throw children into camps and then leave them there? Yeah, well, they're summer camps apparently. I've been watching a lot of Fox News, so. Good old time. Um, all right. Uh, so today's your birthday. What are your birthday plans? Uh, I don't really know. I'm recording a podcast with you at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna watch. <laughs> it's funny. My brother just, just G-chatted you and I a few minutes ago. He's like, what's your opinion on Game of Zones? Which is, as far as I knew, some stupid Bleacher Report thing that they're constantly advertising for during NBA games. And because it's on Bleacher Report, I ignore it. But now for the last like 45 minutes, I've been watching a bunch of Game of Zones on YouTube, and they're really good. So I could be doing that for the next Isn't our buddy hours. John Boy also on Bleach Report? So maybe it's good. <laughs> he um, was I going to say. My, I, we do have my wife has plans with me this evening, but nice. they're secretive. So I, I don't know what oh, I'm really, doing. Oh, really? She surprises you with stuff? I Even if, if, if I'm lucky enough to do something on birthday, I have to like uh, like plan it myself. I have no idea. She told me to meet her at 50th and 3rd at 6 o'clock. So we'll find 50th out. 50th and 3rd. That sounds like I, you might get. This might you, be, may never hear, you may never this hear. This could be a hit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like she could. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this could be the final podcast. All right. That's fine. We'll go out with a bang here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so you've had you've ranked all your birthdays in the past. You crazily rank the your zero with birthday, even though like can you imagine saying happy birthday to a baby that was just born like a kid's born at 9 a.m. And at noon, you're like, by the way, happy birthday, baby. I mean, that's not your birthday. birthday. No, your first birthday is your birthday. So this is, according to you, this is your thirty-sixth birthday. So hopefully, it'll make the top half. Um, well, it's the thirty-fifth anniversary of my birthday. What's most right? impressive is that you remember, other than like two birthdays, you remember basically what you were doing. Like you remembered the breakdown of your one like party where you had four boys, thirteen girls, but it, that like you were too young, and so that was really bad to have that many boys. It was like the boys. Yeah. Well, I mean, OK, so my recent birthdays, I like relied on Google Calendar, which tracks my life. Right. And then, you know, for some of the younger ones, you know, there's pictures. Or whatever, so. um, yeah. 
Yeah, you you fully rely on Google Calendar. I I have like no notes. No, I have no plans. Like my life is open from the second I finish this podcast <laughs> till you know it's over in who knows how many years, depending on how much diet coke I'm drinking. My wife thinks very few more years. Yeah, I might not even you know who knows. Hopefully, I'll I'll have thirty a thirty fifth birthday to rank. If not, you could play this and it'll be very awkward on the podcast. Is like the um, yeah. All right, so let's talk about a couple of other things. Uh, World Cup's been going on. Have you been watching World Cup? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching what I can. You know, it's um it's it's during the workday, but yeah. I, I keep my phone on. And great I watch, for people you know, who I, don't like, I watched... have a real job, uh, but terrible for people oh, who great. actually have to work. Yeah, well, so so I watch like the whole Spain Portugal. Okay, so let me tell you something actually. So every I take the uh, the bus every day uh, from New Jersey to the Port Authority bus terminal, which is uh, one of the deepest uh, recesses of hell, uh, to uh, to work every day, and then I walk from there to my office, which is a block away. And and for the last week, they've had this like huge setup for the World Cup with like massive screens. And every morning I get off the bus at, you know, sometime between, let's say, 8 and 10 a.m., mm-hmm. and there's a huge crowd of people on the first floor just staring up, watching the game on the screen. Right. It's, like, not going anywhere. And this really is, like, impossible for me to fathom. Like, where are these, like, what is going on with these people's lives that they have to be at Port Authority at this hour in the morning right. but have nothing to do and they can just sit and watch the game? Right. Why are they hanging out at Port Authority? Like, either you have to get to work. And if you don't maybe they're cord cutters who are, who are watching. Maybe they're cord cutters who can't watch it, <laughs> even though it's very easy to watch it online nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think the Fox Sports app is free, unless unless maybe I logged in. I don't know. But yeah, I've been watching. No, I, I need Sports to log into my parents' cable for the Fox Sports app. But I've been uh, watching on BBC because they have better announcers. Well, all right. So here, here, let me give you a big news story in the life of uh, Alex Chester this week. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, I went away. I grew up in Minnesota in uh, in ninth grade when I was a wee li- a wee boy of uh, I had just turned fourteen years old. I went away for high school, and so I have not lived within like a thousand miles of my parents since I was basically fourteen years old. Okay, okay, for the last over twenty years. In fact, I haven't been in the same you know location as my parents or within a thousand miles of my parents probably for more than like two weeks in the last 20 years. Okay. Right? Yeah. And and on Monday, my parents, uh, just two days ago, my parents closed on a home just two blocks away from my Shut home up. in New Jersey. They moved to your neighborhood yeah. with, with your knowledge? Yeah. I, I mean, with my, it wasn't like a secret, like, but it was very like was, rapid. Was it with your moment. consent? They were vis- yeah, so they were visiting us like three weeks ago, and they have another friend uh, who lives in the neighborhood from Minnesota, and like their age, and, and and that guy said to my dad, he's like, oh, you know, there's some really nice townhouses, like you know, right over here. And so then my dad went to look at one the next day, and then he made an offer on one. What's a townhouse? Like an it. attached, like apartment thing? It's 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 a house, but it's connected to the house next. Okay, day. fine. Yeah. Are they selling yeah. their house in Minnesota? So, so so they're not selling the house in Minnesota just yet. They're like you know they're talking to brokers. I mean they will within the next year or two. Oh, so but, you are no longer a Minnesotan. Um, well, I mean, what? Well, what makes me a Minnesotan if I haven't been well, there? Lived our there friend, our friend yeah. Stu's parents moved to Israel after he graduated high school and and yeah. uh, had basically moved out of the house. And he would like claim that he was yeah. Israeli, even though he had never lived there a day in his life because his parents lived in Israel. Yeah, so he's still in New Jersey. Yeah, well, Jen's parents moved to Florida, uh, Florida yeah. before her senior year of college. Yeah. Right? Now is your wife now? Your, I know. I know your dad, who doesn't like me, is not listening to this. So is your <laughs> is your wife okay with this move? Yeah. Well, look. Most of the people in our neighborhood, it seems to be that they have either one or both sides of the parents live nearby, and that sort of. I mean, it, yeah, it's insane live. that your like your parents didn't live near any of their four children. Like for your mom, who does she still work? Well, hold on. They spend six months a year near my my one brother. True. 
Right, my parents have been sort of for the last number of years and going back and forth between two different places for six But months. still, like my so my six, my wife doesn't like to be like more than like eight feet apart from her kids at all times. Like you're 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 like thousands of miles. Yeah, but your kids are also your kids are also right. Little. I guess like if, like if you were my still kid, like that true. when your kids yeah, are adults, yeah, yeah, sure. then you're gonna have to like that's restrain true. your wife because she'll be. A crazy oh no no no! So it's gonna uh, it's gonna yeah. continue. <laughs> if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe she's a crazy person. Good call. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so so they moved in like two blocks away. So my uh, my buffer zone went from a thousand miles to two blocks. Yeah, but, but so, I mean they are, they, did are a, they, they did a pop in they last night. They they they're going to they do a lot a pop of pop-ins. They're night. going to do a lot of pop-ins. Yeah. and and yeah, you've also so said on this so podcast there is an advantage. they don't have any. Uh, the the Chester family has no concept of like the idea of privacy. They'll walk into any room without knocking. Correct. Yes. So like no no one in my family knocks. Are they going to have a key? To the house. To my house? Yeah, I bet they're going to get one. The first yeah, time I'm they sure have to. They so like, I mean, oh boy. Yeah, well, that would involve uh, us locking the doors to our house, which my wife never does. So. Right. <laughs> we should also probably lost her keys if you're married to a similar person than me. Um, yeah, no, actually, I, that's a. Yeah. Um, she blames me for that one, actually. Because, I, I, like, she has her key connected to her phone, which I'm not going to do because I don't want, like, a bulky Key connected thing. to her phone? Oh, my. So. You guys are, like, in a way different uh, technology than, like, age than I am. Um, no, I don't. I don't mean like she has like an app. I'm just saying like her phone is on a string. Oh, okay. I thought that was like oh, I thought, <laughs> like, okay, fine. That's much different. No, no, no. We don't have like fancy doors. Oh no, door that apps. was impressive because no, no. I know she you has... have a very old house. So like that, that kind of surprised. Yeah, no, no. Me. She has no, not yeah. Everything in her house is very old. I was talking to my next door neighbor last night. He was telling me about like, like the so we have air conditioning, but like the thermostat is not in our bedroom. It's in another room on the floor. Mm-hmm. And our bedroom is like is, it has windows on three sides, which means it like bakes in the sun, so it's always much. Which you don't have AC the in your bedroom. Thinks, no, we do it's basically not better, the but the problem okay. is that the, the thermostat thinks it's 72, and so it stops cooling, and in our bedroom, it's like 76 or whatever. Okay. So I um, so I was mentioning this to my next-door neighbor, and he's like, oh, yeah, you just have to get, I don't know, some app where, like, with smart thermostats. And I was trying to explain, I'm like, my house is 150 years old. That's not happening. Right. right? Um, I mean, I'm, I suppose it's possible, but... Are your parents useful babysitters, though? Like, can you guys go out more now because your parents are happy to watch the three yeah, boys? Yeah, well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, those are going to be, the, there's going to be good perks in that respect. Mm-hmm. You know, on weekends they can help out and stuff. They're not like they're, they're not like my in laws are better. They're not the best, but you know they certainly uh, do a good job. Right. So. I have the advantage of like uh, you know very young parents who are like capable babysitters, but I live you know sixty five hundred miles away from them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I, and then your parents could just end up moving in with you when they get a little older. I, I, I feel like that's what's going to happen. No, my my dad is very much into his personal space. Yeah, sure. Now when he can like you know wipe himself or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he would use his last dollar to make sure someone was taking care of him so he wouldn't have to live with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So congratulations to living near your parents. You're 35 years old. You're an old man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. So let's get back to the World Cup so, for a second because I, because we, that was okay. a total tangent. So I've watched every game yeah. so far. Um, I'm, I, my winner pick was, f- are, you, are you watching right now as we're, recording? no, I'm missing the first half. I, I was, I'm so unenthused with this Uruguay, Saudi Arabia matchup that I am, I'm going to miss the first half of it while we record. That's okay. Well, it's going to get worse because Iran, Spain is even going to be a worse game. No, no, Iran is, Iran is much, Iran's a thousand times better than Saudi Arabia. It's going to be a better game. Or, Iran yeah, is going to bunker down and not let Spain get near the goal the whole game. Iran, Spain, I think is going to be good. And I think Iran can probably beat Portugal next game. Portugal stinks. Portugal has scored four goals on five shots from Ronaldo. They are awful. Yeah. The, the last 85 yeah. minutes of the game that just ended, Morocco dominated. They just didn't have anybody who could finish. Like no, that, yeah, that was a very bad game. But, if if um, Ronaldo missed the game. I mean, the U.S. Portugal, dominated Portugal. You can't say Portugal stinks. 
You can't say Portugal stinks after that amazing game against. It's like the same way we say Cleveland stinks. They are exactly like this year's Cavs. Yeah. If if okay. Ronaldo ever had the sit for a game, they would lose four nothing. Their their yeah. defense has oh, been uh, to quote the British announcer that I've been listening to a lot, Shambolic. I also really like Pace Merchant. When there's a speedy guy, they say he's a Pace Merchant. Yeah, that's Love a good him. one. Um, but I'm moving yeah. my winner pick from France to Belgium. I think Belgium is the best team in this tournament. They don't have the depth of the other oh, teams wow. if people get injured or like yellow card suspensions, but they are absolutely stacked. Their starting lineup from, you know, is, they have the best starting 11. And England was unlucky. Oh, England, uh, England to me is still a contender, not to win it all, but to make the semis. I, I think England, uh, uh, you know, people are panicking a little too much. They dominated Tunisia, and they were. They I mean, were very lucky to get three points. They outplayed them, and they should have won. But you the know, the XG, that, which is the, the like the fancy expected goal stat that takes into account like how many shots you had, yeah, it was right? So they, yeah. um, and the other team that really, uh, as we're talking about for a second, is Mexico. Mexico, if you look, if they win the group, which is very likely, because they probably just need to win, in, they definitely just need to win in a draw against uh, Sweden and Korea the next two games to win that group. They could get uh, two really easy matchups in the round of 16 in the quarterfinals. Without, if in, they could get England in the quarterfinals, which is winnable. The round before, they could get the whoever comes in second in Brazil's group, which is probably going to be Switzerland or Serbia. So, yeah, okay. so, I mean, that's, a, you know, they, they are essentially, as of this second, you know, them and England have a spot, you know, possibly in the, in the semifinals between them. Let me ask, um, oh, and by the way, you mentioned before John Boyce, he's on SB Nation. Oh, you know what? See, oh, I mix up all the, I mix up, also. until yeah, like I Barstool got more popular time. with, pardon my take, I didn't know the difference between. Uruguay, Uruguay just scored, Yeah, by the way. Suarez so, scores yeah, a goal. Um, I didn't know the difference between all three of those, SB Nation, um, Bleach Report, and Barstool. None of them are, are, are good. Um, I, 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 and I the Ringer's not good, the so there's really no good sports site left, like. When, like, I was thinking about, like, other places to pitch an article besides Deadspin, there's really nowhere. Like, ESPN's cutting back, and I wouldn't even know, like, who to ask. And then everything else kind of sucks and probably doesn't pay, even if it's decent. Like, Bleach Report's famous for paying poorly or not paying at all. Um, All right, so that's the World Cup. Let's talk about Kawhi for a second. Uh, As Zach Lowe pointed out today, you could go 20 or 30 years as a franchise without having a player as good as Kawhi. So, to me... It's, uh, you know, this could be the last day or two of the Spurs, like, 30-year reign of bliss. Yeah. I mean, the, if LeBron leaves Cleveland, that franchise basically will be irrelevant for 30 yeah. years. Yeah, no, listen, you can get another LeBron. Yeah. They come around, one, you know, or not a, another LeBron, but another, you could get another Kawhi. Like, a player like Kawhi comes around once every few years or five years. One, LeBron is once in a generation at but, best. But, but let's be honest. There's no reason for San Antonio to be a place that anybody wants sure, to play. Sure, of course. We've drafted Robinson, and Leonard, Robinson and, and, Duncan and Duncan and all that. Yes. We didn't really and, draft Kawhi. Yeah, and, Popovich you know is, and Popovich is not going to stick around forever. I mean, this could be his last year, people think. He's turning 70. Yeah, and then, and then San Antonio becomes like a backwater. It's it's a big problem, so, uh, I, and that's why I'm. If they trade him, God bless them. I want the, I want him to be traded to the East. I don't even care where they get back. Like if you get back the number one draft pick. So that's let me. Great. Th- so that's that's the big question here. So he wants to go to LA, mm-hmm. which presumably means he's not going to sign a contract. And not just LA, but I think the Lakers. Then, like I'm not even sure if he would accept the okay, Clippers. Yeah. So so he's not going to accept an. Ex- uh, he's not going to sign an extension if he's traded somewhere in the East. Correct. But like what wh- the Spurs. Have no intent. Like, why would the Spurs want to give him to the Lakers? No, they won't. The Spurs will not. Spurs. And also, sometimes agents have well, a lot of so leverage. Like, let's say your agency was the LeBron agency, and they had a lot of leverage, like you know, forcing the Cavs to sign Tristan Thompson, which ended up screwing them. This agent, Kawhi's agent, is incompetent, which is why he's in the situation in the first place. It's his only client. 
so he has zero power over the Spurs. Because um, a lot of times behind the scenes, the agents really are making the call uh, much more than than you know we, we realize. The the Spurs will not trade him to the Lakers. And I mean, if the Lakers make the best offer, then maybe they would consider it like a much better offer. But all things being equal, they would you know deal him to Cleveland or Boston or Philly or, or you know whatever team in the East. Because he's not going to sit out the year, right? He might say this is a one year thing, but good. Then if you're a team, if you know Cleveland keeps LeBron or Boston is Boston or Philly's Philly, like. Who cares? So you know, you, you give up something, but you're you're in the if you any of those teams trade for Kawhi, they are in the NBA Finals, assuming Kawhi's healthy. But what are they trading for him? Well, listen, the Celtics aren't going to trade Tatum. So, like, would you trade Jalen Brown for one year of Kawhi? I, I'd imagine everyone's going to say no. But you could listen. Would Kawhi could say I'm not Brown staying, but then he could not love it if yeah. they go to you know win the championship. That Kawhi's not necessarily going to leave and go to the Lakers, who yeah. who now I mean, don't have LeBron. Kyrie didn't have the Celtics on his list of four teams. Although, by the way, people think Kyrie's not resigning with this. True. Team. Well, yeah, but Kyrie's contract is 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 an issue because it's he's like super underpaid, right? Yeah. So he's just angry about his contract right now. Um, yeah, so I, I yeah, he wants to go to New York. I don't. I, I think that they should do that Zinger for Kyrie trade. I think that'd be. Hilarious. It's weird to trade for Zinger now because he's you know you're you have a championship window. It even though it looks like it'll last forever, it's not going to last forever. And now you're basically giving up a year of Kyrie, uh, even though they could probably well, win it without without him. For, yeah, I, I would. The Celtics championship window is not closing. Of course not, but and, you're and, taking a and, year and, of a guy who's probably not going to play this season. In 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 I mean, worst case scenario, he could be back by by March or something. Like he that. could be, but I, there's there's definitely a thought that yeah. he's going to miss the season. Yeah. Um, all right. What else? Uh, can I can I elevate this uh, this small talk to medium? Talk? Yeah. Let's go. All right. And I'm going to do it the exact same way that LD did. So um, you know, if uh, if uh, you don't want to, let, well, let me speak. I'll speak in generality so that no one has to say anything specific. All right? Okay. And I don't know what you're talking about. Out of the podcast. <laughs> well, you you know the curve episode I'm referencing, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I yeah. Okay. Keep going. So I'm talking about the same thing. Okay. Um, if you had to guess how many people that you know. Are are members of the Mile High Club? What would you say? That I well, what, how how many people do I know? Do you including Facebook friends? By the way, this is obviously not what I <laughs> thought you were going to talk about. I thought you were going to talk about uh, <laughs> like the, the the I don't know some political thing. Um, if I had to get no, it, it, that Larry says to to um, in that episode of Kirby says, "How's your how's your sex life? How often are you having sex?" Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So let me is let this me, full so intercourse? This. this <laughs> Well, this this started a whole uh, conversation among my friends yesterday in various chat groups, and I was sort of surprised. My sort of assumption, and again, I, we're speaking in generality, so we're not uh, speaking about ourselves individually necessarily, one way or the other. Uh. My assumption was that most people in a committed long-term relationship, mm. so not like some somebody just met, who are flying internationally or across the country, like let's say at least you know an overnight flight, a flight whereby you know there's many hours when the plane is dark and most people are sleeping. Mm-hmm. And are traveling, obviously, just the two of them in a romantic way without kids or whatever. I mean, the, the idea of traveling At without kids, in, w- but with my wife, is so laughable. <laughs> and yeah, like, I've traveled by myself know, many okay. times recently, but not not like just yeah. the two. I, I, you know, whether on a honeymoon or something of okay, that nature, yeah. at young, adventurous people at some point have, you know, have uh, both uh, gone to, to, to the bathroom on the airplane. Mm. And if only for box checking purposes, not because I'm saying it's the most romantic sure. game, okay. because it's clearly mm-hmm. not. And, 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 and all my friends were like, no, never done that, never done that, you're crazy, most people haven't done that. And so I don't know if they're just being, like, prurient, they're trying to, like, protect their, like, their wives, like, you know, they think they're... I, have, I was No, I, I would I, I would have guessed, and our friends are, are traditionally more, um, 
sheltered. It's, yeah, conservative. Not yeah, yeah, sure. Just because yeah. of our our upbringing, okay. than like the average yeah. person listening or whatever. Um, well, so my I, guess I, would have I, been I, very I few. Well, it was like very viral yesterday. There was like a there was a couple on an airplane. Did you see that? Is that where this came? Yeah. Out? Well, that's that's okay, what fine. Yeah, obviously. You're in much different chat now, groups. Now I'm not. I, I, I'm not saying I've ever done that. <laughs> well, well, that's extreme. I think. Those people. Yeah. Out in the open. I think. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I respect, you know, I, you know. Respect, but also you could be on like, I mean, you're a fancy guy. Like you're flying first class on some like Emirati Airlines. You have like your own room. Well, that, you can yeah. do whatever you want. Oh, for that sure. Doesn't even yeah. count. I mean, if you're, if you're flying first class and you have one of those pods, then that doesn't even count. Like, that's I would like agree. Flying, you know, that's like in a private. I, you I have to go. If you're there, you, if you want to, if you want it to count as the mile hug, you would actually have to go back oh, to coach. Yeah, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I would argue that there's almost nobody who's ever been on a private jet and not ejaculated. Like, like that's part of the process. Okay. I, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, right, do we have that at the side? No, we don't know. It was fine. It was just, it was like such a, tra- it was a transition out of nowhere. I had no idea why. why yeah, well, it's just, it, it, I was thinking about it. Well, you should have started with the video went viral because it, it came out of nowhere. Like, it, you're just, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my, I, I, my guess is uh, 7% of people have. All right, so actually, there was, there was, I, when I Googled it, there actually was a poll or a study or something. It's at 17%. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little low. That's fine. But, yeah. But, I mean, but that might be, you know, all sexual activity. So, you know, who knows? What, what, what 17% of people have engaged in any kind of sexual activity ever. Um. <laughs> all right, let us, let us know, you know, in the comments. So you can email us anonymously if you really want to keep it anonymous at, at 32fans and 32 days at gmail.com. Let us know about your Amherst. Do, do you want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk about the, uh, the the kids trapped in cages at the border? That was on the list of topics. <laughs> talk about sex. Well, because that was on our list of to- topics. Your 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 Mile High Club wasn't. It's it's oh different way that people are getting effed. It's like so upsetting, obviously, and mm-hmm. you know, like I mean, like you know, I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, I've never. Uh, there's been genocides and horrible things going on all over the world, but it's never been my country. Right you know, sort of responsible, my government for something so terrible. And it's like, you see all these sort of like, like jokes about Corey Lewandowski or, or whatever, these various people on Laura Ingram or whatever, like on Twitter. And it's like, I don't know, like, do we like those tweets? Is, is it is it sort of trivializing it? It's, I don't know. It's uh, it's very upsetting. Yeah, that's a great take. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I can, and I'll, I will edit this out if you want, but. Um, well, don't tell me a story if you're editing it out. All right, so we just had like a 25-minute conversation that will be edited out of the podcast. But we came up with, uh, so we're going to go, um, I don't know. I don't know what we came up with. Uh, we just it, take all the people uh, out of the cages today, throw in everybody from the Trump administration, and if there's any extra room, throw in like the people who get in the fights about Big Brother on Twitter. What else do we have? <laughs> all right, so we resolved that. That's good. And uh, let's, let's jump to this. Speaking of terrible people. Yeah, we got the. the That's a good segue. Yeah, well, you're insulting our guests a little. Not, bit. not our guests. Oh no, not our guests. No, no, no. The, the subject. Yeah, so basically, this is going to be yeah, part so three of our three-part music series, or it could be more if we think of a fourth part. But right now, it's three of three, and if we want to do another one, that'll be part four of three. Um, but we did the greatest bands of all time, sort of couched in the uh, rock best, you know, ranking the bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then we did the sort of the most underrated bands of all time in the. Who is, you know, snubs and flubs from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Who's in? Who should be in? Who should be out? And now, the, now we're going to count down some of the worst people because we've been celebrating some of these monsters. Uh, who are the 10 worst people in or 10 of the worst people? Because we're, we're not ranking them because, you know, you can't really compare. So, you know, some of these people are, are terrible. And also, I think some of the people our guests chose not to pick just because they were so vile. It's not fun to discuss. 
but we have two guests on. Nina Stoddard, who you'll recognize has been on the show before. Kirsten McGinnis, who you'll recognize but has not been on the show bef- before. And they are going to count down, for me, the 10 worst people in music history. Chester was not available uh, or not willing or not interested in coming on this episode. So if you are, uh, if you are a Chester-only fan, I don't know if those people exist, then shut it off now. <laughs> if you are one of those people that only listen in stereo so you could just hear my audio, you could, you could pump back both ears now. Uh, and uh, we will see everyone next week with uh, an episode that if I gave you 100 guesses, you probably couldn't guess what we are doing, except I tweeted about it. So if I gave you two guesses, you could probably get it. <laughs> so is it a kosher food ranking? Is it a, is it a uh, Riverdale? No, we'll see. We'll uh, see. Recap? We'll save it for next week. But um, <laughs> all, right. all right. Okay. So let's get to our all guests. All right. I'm very excited for this next uh, segment. This is really part three of three. I think of three. Who knows what will come out from this of our music uh, sort of series in June, where we started with a multi-part um you know, the best bands of all time was part one, but we really, we, we phrased it as the best bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but really we should have, uh, you know, advertised it better. It's just the best bands ever, since there aren't a lot of great bands that aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then part two was sort of the most underrated bands of all time in the form of who was missing and like who was the, the snubs and the flubs from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And part three really came up from realizing how many horrible people are sort of at the center of like the greatest musicians of all time. And it, it, I didn't realize it at the time. And one of our listeners, I don't want to say listener, I don't want to assume anybody listens to this, but uh, at least she was in the Facebook group commenting, and she said, you should do a podcast about the worst people of all time. And I thought, like, that's a great idea, but I also don't want to do the research because there's, like, 500 people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't want to have to go through all of them. And also, I'm very obsessive. Like, if I start, I would literally go through all 500 uh, and and it would be the rest of my life for an episode that who knows if anybody would be interested in. One of the people not interested is our co-host who's not here tonight. He, he said uh, we didn't when we did the worst people in the history in in America bracket, uh, which subsequently killed Roger Ailes because he was on the list and then died when he was in the semifinals, giving Bernie Madoff a free pass to the finals. Um, the uh, that people people have messaged us saying the best thing this podcast has ever done is kill Roger Ailes. Um, the uh, he said we didn't we didn't put in any actual criminals. We didn't have anybody who had any you know any any assault any anything negative towards women. It was just people who were inherently bad. And maybe they had stuff in their history, but like nothing. It wouldn't have been Harvey Weinstein. It would have been more um, again somebody like Roger Ailes who's just like bad or I, I mean like Skip Bayless I think was in it. People who were like maybe not neutral like they're bad but they're they're not actual horrible people and he said why is this any different and i answered i don't know i don't know why this is different but number one we're not going to rank the worst people in music history and uh we're the we're, we're you know it's more of a this is more of a uh, learning experience we're not making fun of them uh we're not it, there are probably worse people than the people who are going to be on the list but uh, to me i think this is just more of a history class and sort of tying up also like we're we're celebrating some of these monsters uh, this really started from Michael Jackson when I would not I rank Michael Jackson last all time on my uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I have read enough to know how bad of a person he was that I cannot listen to his music and to me that's disqualifying. Uh, of big fans of Michael Jackson like Chester's wife, who is her favorite star- artist of all time, disagreed. She's very pro Michael Jackson, um, but to me, I-, I feel like let's let's punch back because we we were sort of celebrating those people, but a lot of them are monsters. So let's let's punch them down a notch. And so Nina Stoddard had this idea. She was joined by Kirsten McGinnis, who I believe they are each going to present half of their lists. We're not going to rank the worst people, but let's introduce our 
co-hosts who are really going to be doing the heavy lifting tonight. Nina, how you doing? Uh, good, except uh, I think we will be making fun of these people a little bit. Okay, that's fine. We can make fun <laughs> of them a little bit, but we won't make fun of the victims. How about that? Correct. And right. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the crimes are. <laughs> uh, Nina, Nina, you'll remember from the Riverdale podcast, probably the most controversial podcast we've ever done because it was during the Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> you might for, have forgotten in the interim four months. This is a football podcast that just has six months a year where we make lists. Uh, and uh, so Nina is uh, w- did the Riverdale episode. I think Chester's brother called it an abomination and said, like, <laughs> how could you not spend two weeks analyzing the Super Bowl, even though that's what every other podcast in the world does and we try and do something different? Um, so I, nobody was upset with Nina's presence, but I think they would have rather Nina be talking about, uh, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots or whatever year the Super Bowl was where we did that podcast. So Nina, this is Nina's second appearance. Uh, and Kirsten McGinnis is joining us. And I believe she listened to the Riverdale podcast. This might be our only fan. Do you, do you guys still watch the show Riverdale? No. It's funny because Kirsten, I think you you messaged me a few times, like you would you would uh, tweet me like, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this?" And I was kind of like zoning out, like I was watching it but not really watching it. And Nina said the same thing to me, where uh, not to get uh, depressing for a second, but the other the person who liked that episode the most was our late listener Dominic Malpietti, who who, who loved that episode, and he. And he, like, wanted more Riverdale with Nina talk. I think he wanted, like, a spinoff podcast. Yeah, I watched and four so Nina- episodes just for him. <laughs> yeah, because you said he kept tweeting you, like, what do you think about the episodes? So you felt bad uh, that you weren't, like, because we did the podcast, we were, like, ostensibly the, the Archie <laughs> the experts. experts. <laughs> uh, and we both quit, we quit the, the pod. But Kirsten has not quit the pod. I also, Kirsten, this is your first appearance. I feel like we've been circling getting you for a while. Can I, I'll tell you a story that you don't know. I, not to bring up other depressing things, but I had an idea. I don't remember what the idea was. I had an idea for a podcast with Haley Strong, who's been on this show a bunch of times. And uh, I was like, oh, let's get uh, Haley and Kirsten. I think that'll be a good dynamic. I don't know if it was food related. I don't remember. And so I went. I was like, okay, I I I have Haley's email address. I probably don't have yours. Uh, Let me, like, just DM them and see if they're interested. And I went to DM Kirsten. And I'm like, oh, like, I just went through my follower list because I don't follow a lot of people. And she wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, she must have, like, unfollowed me. No big deal. Like, everyone should unfollow me. And then I went to, like, her Twitter account, and she wasn't there. I'm like, she must have blocked me. I must have oh. said something really racist. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, so, like, I went on incognito, and she wasn't there. I'm like, oh, it's probably not me. And then I got so jealous. I thought, oh, I've always wanted to get off Twitter. And she probably just had enough, like, one too many, like, resistance tweet or something. Or, like, some guy in her comments saying something. You're probably like... That's it. And she quit. I'm like, oh, that's, that's like I'm I have a friend who was one of the most active people on Twitter in like 2009. And he hasn't been on the he hasn't been on. He hasn't tweeted in six years. And I was always so jealous. Like, I don't even think he's I've never asked, but I don't even think he's like on the site checking. I don't know how he gets his news. I assume he's just incredibly ill informed. But <laughs> so I was I was like happy for you. Never didn't really think about it again. And then people started tweeting that you're going to be on a television show. I'm like, oh, like, oh, it's just the opposite. Not only did she not quit Twitter, now she's going to have to like double down on, on Twitter. I, I, so I assumed that you were gone forever, but in reality, I think you just uh, joined the television show, which is worse because that <laughs> like, doubles up your, your Twitter intake uh, eventually. And sadly, now you have way more followers than I do and always will. Um, that was the goal. But I, and I, <laughs> the goal was to get Just to, to, get just more. to beat you. Listen, it's, 
Uh, you probably beat a lot of people. Um, I don't. You probably didn't hear this, but at the time, probably right after the whole thing happened, Rob and I did a podcast, and we happened to start talking about Big Brother Canada, and I said it was disgraceful that Rob was covering it, <gasps> and that uh, and that we should and that and that uh, we should drone strike Canada. How what they dare do. you? <laughs> Well, I listen, I, 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 first of all, I can make those jokes because I am a quarter Canadian famously. So uh, that and um, yeah. So anyway, what, how dare you? I had your back. What, what do you mean? I mean, well, I, Rob and I were we, we had your back. Well, you just you. OK. <laughs> you like the TV show more than you like your, yourself. Apparently, you don't you don't want the TV show. to get I mean, canceled. I love the TV um, show, obviously. <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, that was the one Kirsten mentioned, I think, in the history of 32 fans. Uh, but I'm so excited to have you guys here today. And I guess we'll turn it over to Nina. And Nina, let, let us know exactly what we're doing and how we're going to be doing it. Okay, so uh, basically I went through and I just did a quick wiki search of each of the people in the Hall of Fame. I tried to narrow it down to people that had at least some sort of criminality or controversial interaction with the fans, whatever it happened to be. Uh, and then once I got that short list, I split it with Kirsten, and we each just looked at our own individual side and picked uh, the worst people we could find. Wow. Now, I am a former high school teacher, and uh, I would always ch- – the first thing I would do would be I would check um, the, my students' like papers or their research papers with Wikipedia to see like if they just pilfered <laughs> the whole thing from Wikipedia. So if I were to do that today, I'm assuming it would be blank. You guys changed every word, and nothing is going to be – from Wikipedia. Well, I, I did branch out a little bit from the Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm teasing, I did end I'm up on some other websites. Um, There's probably a lot of wormholes you could get into here. Also, Kirsten, you're a big My Favorite Murder fan. Maybe this episode could be a little similar to what they do. I don't know. I haven't listened. Yeah, so but... it'll be exactly like My Favorite Murder. We copied and pasted off the internet. We don't know all the information. There's probably But is that what they do? Hacks. That's my question. Do they do they just use Wikipedia? No, they'll use more articles and stuff like that too. But like it, and they've definitely evolved over time, right? They put a lot more into it. If you listen to the early episodes, it's like that's just blatantly untrue. Where did they even find that? Yeah, um. I think more vintage, like episode six, my favorite murder here. I think. Oh, okay. I, I'll take it. That show's very popular. <laughs> if we could get some advertisers like they have, or maybe they're doing shows in like a stadium now, and also. <laughs> Uh, they have a, I curse and I was discussing this with you, I think on Twitter, yeah. or, or they, they have a therapist that, that podcast. Yeah. They go to like and Chester and I, therapy together. <laughs> Chester and I are desperately in need of a therapist. We have like the least healthy relationship I've ever been in, which is saying something. Yikes. So if, if, uh, if, uh, we had, we had a guest in person with Chester when we ranked the hundred greatest Jewish foods of all time a few months ago. And she, so she was in Chester's law office and I was here and at the end, she was, like, astounded by how mean the two of us are to each other. Like, she was almost, like, I think, like, I, like ran out of the office. She was, like, uh, like wow, I, I never heard two guys be. But that's, like, the, that is the podcast. So if there are any therapists, listen, who want to sort of come on and maybe deal with Chester and I's issues. But anyway, that's not for now. So who's who's going? F- so there's five five people per um, mm-hmm. five people per one, five for Nina, five for Chris. And you also have some also receiving votes, right? Some honorable mention people. Right. Yeah. So for mine, my like honorable mentions are the people who it's like, they've been arrested or they've done some stuff, but it's more so like funny or sad. They're not genuinely bad people. Whereas the other right. ones I'm like, Ooh, you're not a good person. 
there's no excuse for this. All right. So you want to start with the re- with the real list, or you're starting with the honorable mentions? It's up to uh, Nina. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, I'll yeah, I'll do a couple of honorable mentions. So uh, we have Pete Townsend from The Who. Uh, seems to be a pretty good guy for the most part, but he got in trouble for before they performed at the Super Bowl. He got charged with having child pornography on his computer. Right. Oh, wow. And his That's really fam- the only thing people know about Pete Townsend anymore, right. sadly. Even well, and his famous... I mean, no, not sadly. That's all he needs, it. you need to know. Not sadly, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I wish I didn't know that, is what I'm trying to say. Well, but Kirsten, I think your view will be different once you find out the reason he did it is because he felt oh. like the government was funding some of these sites and it was purely research. Uh, yeah, that's oh, what he said. Oh, research. Greatest experience. Okay. It's, so it's, it's better It's like now. when that lady on Twitter said she was hacked and like it was like 11 years of her blog saying the same thing. <laughs> oh, I was totally <laughs> hacked. I mean, it's for research. I'm like, okay, come on. Uh, uh, do you have one, Christian? <laughs> yeah, so we'll go. Um, I found this one hilarious with uh, Ozzy Osbourne who accidentally urinated on the Alamo. <laughs> so he was just drunk and he like wandered out thought he was in like an alley but it was actually on the cenotaph which was built to honor the people who died in the Alamo that's crazy (laughs) and as a San Antonio Spurs fan I take great disrespect and the band was actually banned from San Antonio for 10 years until he made a public apology and donated some money so San Antonio did not uh, take it lightly yeah yeah they don't mess with the Alamo (laughs) yeah don't, don't mess with Texas but yeah, that one's uh, that's a funny. Well, one. and if you and if you want to stick with Black Sabbath, they have a uh, former ba- our bandmate Tony Lamy, who thought it was fun to like prank his band members, uh, including giving them third degree burns and well, lots it, of terrible. Things. It's not really a prank unless you seriously injure someone, right? Like, uh, put someone's hand in warm water while they're asleep, so they pee the bed. No, that's not funny. Stick their no, hand in acid or light them on fire. That's a funny prank, right? That's that's how I feel about pranks. Duly noted. No, I actually I hate pranks. Please never prank me. <laughs> Don't prank her. Please, I will. <laughs> no, I'll burn down your house. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fu- that's the funniest prank. Burning down somebody's house. I mean, I'm sure he would think so. <laughs> okay. Um, any any more dishonorable? So mentions? this is the funniest thing. I basically just copied down Jim Morrison's arrest record. <laughs> so this one's a little bit long, but it's pretty funny. Well, funny and not funny. So his first arrest, uh, he was arrested for being a publicly drunk prankster. Um, the first but not the last time alcohol played a role. After he had a fair amount of wine, he made fun of football players and the people in the crowd at Campbell Stadium. And the police were called, but before they could catch him, he stole an umbrella and an officer's helmet from a squad car. So that's when he was uh, charged with disturbing the peace by being drunk, resisting arrest and petty larceny. Then his second one, uh, he took a road trip with classmates and one of them got separated. When they got home, he started boasting that he had killed his classmate and buried him in the desert. So his classmate's father pursued a police investigation. uh, And the only thing that was revealed was that uh, Jim Morrison had kissed a 14 year old at the start of the trip. So he was then arrested on sexual assault charges and questioned about his classmate's disappearance. His classmate then resurfaced, but there was no information on where he went or why. Um, Then he was uh, arrested for inciting a riot because uh, he called the cop a little blue man in a little blue hat 
that maced him and they'll do it to you. So then the police rushed the stage, of course, and arrested him uh, for inciting a riot in public obscenity. He needs to work on his insults, though. That one's a little soft. <laughs> little blue man in a little blue hat. Okay. That's just observational. <laughs> right? Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, that guy's wearing a brown sweater. That's a really good insult. Um, then there's another one. Uh, he decided to smoke a cigarette like a joint, which I don't really know what that means, but okay. Uh, and then a guard at the club said... We got a, par- we got a party girl here, Nina. Yeah, party girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know why we're distinguishing how you, whatever. Um, so the guard of the club wasn't having any of it. And he went to the guard and said, why don't you jump up my ass? To which the guard hit him in the head with a billy club and he was arrested for public drinkenness. And then his final arrest, uh, he got drunk and fell asleep on someone's front porch. Uh, they called the police and he was arrested for public intoxication and released on $25 bail. I just was giggling reading this list of arrests. Like, okay. <laughs> like, whoa, what a badass, right? And he didn't live long, so this is like in a very short span, also, that he's getting this stuff done. Yeah, all of these arrests happened in, like, an eight-year period. And there was a couple more arrests that just weren't funny, but they weren't that bad either, so I just left them out. Right. I mean, he died at 27, yeah. so that's a, a pretty crazy record to have in such a short amount of time. He was really good at insulting people and getting hit and drunk. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Does Nina have any more honorable mentions? Uh, no, I think I'm ready to get into the list. Okay. Do you have any more? All right, let's get started. Uh, none that are, like, really that entertaining. So let's get into it. All right. So for the first one, we're going to go with an original inductee into the... So part of the inaugural class, you may know him as the most sampled music and artist. Wait, so the inaugural class of worst people in music, or you mean the rock and roll? Actually, all of these people are the inaugural classes of people. (laughs) Is everyone, because just just because we were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for several weeks, are all these people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or no? They're just just famous musicians. No, these are are all Rock and Roll Hall of Fame people. Okay, so you're really following the rules. That's good. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and so this guy was inducted in 1986, the first year. Uh, hardest working man in show business, James Brown. All right. What did so, he, I thought he was a good guy. What did he do? Yeah, he was a great guy. <laughs> so it's interesting. His uh, music career actually started based on his criminality. He met the person that he formed his first band with while in juvenile detention for robbery. Mm. And the guy worked with him to get him bailed out. Uh, and so then by the 70s, James Brown was the face of the band and once he took over, he became just one of these terrible tyrants. He started fining the band for any number of offenses, including missing dance steps or having scuffed shoes. That's the truly yeah. unforgivable. Sounds very Belichick-esque. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then he started taking away all of their writing credits. You would write a song with him, and the next day he would just remove, remove you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if he really didn't like you, he would just leave you at one of the stops on the road. Oh, wow. So uh, in a shocker, the band broke up shortly after he started being the leading man in that one. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd so be then, together forever. Yeah, you would have thought so. <laughs> it seemed like it would work out. Uh, and then in 1972, Brown endorsed Nixon for president, which cost him a lot of money. Uh, because Nixon wasn't popular among black voters. So I guess he was like the uh, Kanye of his time. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, yikes. <laughs> uh, and around that same time, they figured out that he owed about $5 million in unpaid taxes. So his jet was repossessed, his home, uh, and he was instructed not to leave the country. But he's the godfather of Seoul, so he doesn't have to listen to that. And he actually, <laughs> when he came back to the U.S. and for- performed at the Apollo, they arrested him on stage. For wow, it really the was country. showtime. I, yeah, I really like how they, they waited till he was on stage. Like, we know he's going to be here all day. We could get him anytime. Yeah. Let's make a scene. I like it. It's got a little bit of a flavor. I like the drama. It. Big fan. Maybe he yeah, I mean, it definitely helps his, his, like, publicity. Like, you'd rather be arrested on stage. It gives you more cred than just being arrested in your hotel or something. Yeah. Does it help his cred? Because then people see it. I don't know. I don't know what he was going for. I don't know what kind of look James <laughs> yeah. Brown was going for. We'll never know. Crazy. <laughs> so the whole time he's doing all this, being bad to his band members, causing all these problems, now it's time to talk about the fun part, domestic violence. James mm-hmm. Brown was married four times. Every wife tells us horrible stories of their beatings. His, even One of his daughters wrote a book called Cold Sweat. I read an excerpt of it. It's horrifying uh this dude really sucks kicking Mm -hmm. pregnant women down the stairs total garbage oh wow Mm -hmm. but the story gets kind of fun when he marries his third wife uh she's only 17 years younger than him so that's not bad pretty close i thought you were gonna say 17 yeah (laughs) no it's 17 years younger uh he's around 60 at this time so uh he'd been physically abusive mentally abusive before but he had really been drug free for the most part other than little marijuana drugs or uh, alcohol, but mostly drug free. But at this time he figures he's got a new wife. He's almost 60. Perfect time to start getting into PCP. I mean, is okay. there there's never a bad time, time to, to start PCP? PCP. <laughs> so after he gets it, that leads to the best James Brown moment in 1988 while high on PCP, he bursts into an insurance seminar in the building next to his office building with a mm. shotgun and starts threatening the people because he thinks that someone got the key and has been using his private bathroom. Okay. Let's so, you who has not done this at an insurance <laughs> seminar cast the first stone, but I guess a, Nina's perfect. Classic private bathroom. You don't mess with a man's private bathroom. He just knew someone had been in there. You know, <laughs> these insurance people, they're renegades. You never know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So they call the police, and so he flees in his truck. He goes across the state line from Georgia into South Carolina, the police shoot out his tires, but he doesn't care. Drives for six <laughs> miles on the rims before he drives the truck into the ditch. Uh, when they tried to perform the sobriety test on him, he was singing and dancing the entire time. They passed? I think he did not pass, but they okay. released him on bail. And the mm-hmm. next day he was pulled over again for driving under the influence of PCP. Okay. Uh, but he wanted to fix his... Um, appearance so he did a couple of interviews around this time you can find them on YouTube it is amazing they, she oh, asked, can I guess is he high on PCP <laughs> I think I, you know I don't think they did a drug test right after but watching the video I think you might have something okay I mean how I mean, she asks him test. about his criminal activity and he says I feel good I look good I smell good and make love good he has got some Charlie Sheen not behavior. Much more there is, you know, not much more to it. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a pioneer. Wow. 
What a game changer. Um, all right. So it, it, anything else or did he That's kind crazy. of run into steam after that? So, is it, uh, so I, I have one more story for you. Perfect. Two years mm-hmm. later, he calls the electric company saying that his lights in his house aren't working. So the okay. electrician comes, knocks on the door, and James Brown answers in gold-tipped cowboy boots, sweatpants, mm-hmm. red muscle shirt, leather jacket, and a black cowboy hat with white and red feathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's carrying a three-piece suit, and he tells the guy that the suit means he's a secret agent, and he can arrest him for sneaking around on his property. When the man explains he's not sneaking around, he's just at the door trying to help with the power. Uh, he discovers James Brown has a kitchen steak knife, which he uses to chase him back to his car and off of his property. That's oh, wow. See, when you started, I was about to be like, oh, I'm actually wearing the same outfit so, uh, right now, but it really guy. escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, I don't have a suit. I don't have a knife. So I guess I'm not quite ready for that cosplay, but you know, I'll get there. James Brown died at 73 in 2006 of congestive heart failure. Uh, yeah, he, he was married and divorced uh, four times, like you said. Only one of his wives has a Wikipedia page. Kind of weak of them, to be honest. And I think her Wikipedia page is mostly, like, all the bad things James Brown did to her and, like, how she didn't get his estate. All right, so that's one, one in the books. And now we have uh, a nine more to go, right? So, Kirsten, you want to give us your first one? I know we're not ranking them, but is that – you think James Brown's the worst guy on the list or we have maybe some worse people to come, Nina? It depends on your definition. We have people that are terrible in different ways. Okay, that's a good answer. Okay, so Kirsten, who do we who do you that's have for so us? So diplomatic. We'll start with my shortest one because there was I could not find more than like two lines about this anywhere on the internet. I don't understand. But uh, Dave Prater from Sam and Dave, he was mm-hmm. uh, had many domestic disputes with his wife, but the only mm-hmm. one apparently of note was in 1968 when he shot his wife. Uh, he injured her, did not kill her. But he was never charged for it, which is well, what... Well, no harm, no foul, right? Yeah, well, I mean, she didn't die, though, right? Like, oh, but did you die? Guns, guns back in the day kind of stunk. Like, you, you were really, like, 2080 if you shot someone with Yeah, he basically... Now they're great. It's probably now a it's musket. it's 100-0. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he had that, uh, the steel ball into a musket. Anyway, so uh, after he shot his wife, I guess Sam Moore uh, never spoke to him socially again. They continued performing together, but there's an interview where Sam says, yeah, after that thing with the gun... We lived completely separately and we just sang together. But what I discovered wow. during that interview was that Sam Moore witnessed a murder, but he had some stuff in his car that he didn't want anyone to see. So he just left the scene mm. and didn't call anyone. Probably drugs is what I'm assuming. Uh, so that was, I, I thought I was getting one and then it was uh, a twofer in the duo, but there's like, not, I couldn't find anything. I, it's so weird how it's like one line. Yeah, he shot his wife. No more. Info. Wow, I really thought Dave had the upper hand there for a minute, and then you took a twist. <laughs> I know. I was going to say like Dave sounds really woke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't talk to his guy because he shot his wife. That's well, the, look, he would probably word. turn in if he saw a murder. He would probably report that you know seventy percent of the time. As long as he didn't have stuff in the back of his car, you know. But. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think Pete Townsend ever, like, witnessed a murder but also had stuff in his car, but it was different stuff and he didn't want the police to know about Or he was conducting his own investigation, so he didn't yeah. want to turn yeah, the police that's, until he had that's finished a good his report. <laughs> there you go, Nina. Yeah, he doesn't really care if his stuff gets found because he, uh, he's conducting an investigation against the government. He's an officer of the court, I think. <laughs> he's going to make a citizen's Fair. arrest. 
All right, so that's we got Sam and Dave for the price Sam of one. Sam and Dave, two for All one. Right, what's, what's your next one, Nina? Okay, we'll call this uh, All the Crappy Things Gene Simmons Says. Oh, boy. Ooh, okay. I, I didn't even know he was... I mean, I, I never really thought about it, but okay. Well, and at first, I almost didn't put him on the list because I discovered that he's been banned for life from Fox News, and so I figured that he can't be all bad. But he's all bad except for that. Wait, so he was banned for Fox News for being, like, too racist, you're saying? No, so, oh, wow. he, so he wrote a <laughs> no, book. No, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. So Gene Simmons wrote a book called On Power, in which he teaches you how to harness the power in your life, including the only way to appeal to women is through their looks. So that's a good start. But so he goes mm-hmm. on Fox News to, pro- to promote this book, and mm-hmm. he harasses a woman trying to do the weather forecast. And when asked on TV, yes, on TV, okay, and then not great. Uh, he answers questions about Harvey Weinstein, which was a mm-hmm. good idea. And he says, "Okay, I'm a." Oh, powerful- so this was very recently. Yes, this is 2017. Oh my oh, gosh! Wow. Okay. Yeah, in 2017, they asked him about Harvey Weinstein, and this is what Gene Simmons said: "Okay, I'm a powerful and attractive man, and what I'm about to say is deadly serious. Men are jackasses." From the time we're born, we have testosterone. And that was hmm. it. That's his hot take. His hot take uh, is that he's a powerful and attractive I... man. That is a hot take. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is a scorching take. I'm looking at his picture. Uh, but well, I also will say, he, uh, he, first of all, any TV channel that is asking for Gene Simmons's political take <laughs> in 2017 sort of has it coming. You know, like, what, what exactly were they expecting? I can't believe you're and blaming the victim. <laughs> what a sad state of affairs for Fox News. Well, the victim here is Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> what a sad state of affair for Fox News that, like, that's the biggest celebrity they could get. Oh, that's well, so and, much. And so after that segment, he goes into a staff meeting, just breaks into the staff meeting, pulls his shirt up to his neck, and starts rubbing his belly and chest on women, saying, hey, chicks, sue me. Mm-hmm. Uh and then, and I know, this, I know this will make Akiva happy, he started making some really terrible Michael Jackson jokes. Okay. Bonked some people on the head with his book and left. And they said he's never allowed to come back again. With his book. I like that, it's, I like that detail. Like, don't forget yeah, to buy my he book. Like, I don't know if it's like Duck Duck Goose. He just walked around the room, hitting a couple of people on the head, presumably with his shirt down at this point, although it wasn't clear. <laughs> And then they said he cannot come back to Fox News. I just want to know what part of that is what tipped it over the edge. Like, at what point did Fox right. News say, enough is enough. This guy is banned. Like, did he bop the book on the head of a man? Because it seems it like... Must have, yeah, it must have been, too, must have been an important oh, person. Yeah, he must, it must have, have, been must have too, bopped yeah, the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> like a real executive producer or something. Uh, is that it for Gene Simmons? Uh, no, he's also pro-Donald Sterling. What? <laughs> No, seriously. This Trump. is his quote. I thought you were going to say Donald Trump, and I'm like, okay, what else is doing? Uh, also, yes. Also, yes. Uh, but this is his quote about Donald Sterling. Everybody says jokes that are off color or when they're drunk. Black people mm. do it. Jews do it. Christians do it. Everyone does it. It's called America. Mm-hmm. I'm on the side of free speech in the privacy of your own home or privacy of the situation. And try being nice to rich people because I don't remember the last poor person who gave me a job. Oh boy. Um, does he understand that freedom of speech protects you from the government? <laughs> like, I guess not. Okay, cool. 
Wow. Uh, and just to just to finish him up, he also said uh, depressed people should just kill themselves already. Mm. Uh, you live in Seattle. What's, just kill what's worse, he said that yesterday. Time. Yeah. Well, this is 2017. So this is actually no, a tweet that, that was a from, joke. That was a from joke. June 10th, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> and women, yeah. women are free to do whatever they want, but if they want to be successful, successful, they need to separate their boobs and point them at men. Oh, okay. okay. Not a cleavage fan then, hey? Yeah, what is, <laughs> like separate them how, how far? How far apart does he want? Why, maybe so you can point them at two people, so you can get two guys ah, at once. There we go, there we go. Like, oh, my God. All right, so not the wokest guy in the shed, Gene Simmons. He's 68. <laughs> and he um, will make money on literally anything. They make kiss caskets, which I was not aware of. It's funny because other than Chuck Klosterman, who's, whose favorite band of all time is Kiss, I've never met a Kiss fan in my life. I don't know. Have you guys ever met someone who's like really into Kiss? It no. must be older. Like there must be people older than like us. one of my friends. Uh, of course, dad's we really... famously know how old Nina is because uh, Chester asked her <laughs> on the last podcast. <laughs> and my yeah. home, my home city as well. It's like, where are you from? What, there are Kiss how fans? old are you? Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your uh, what, social what's your, security what's your number? Address and social. <laughs> But do you guys know any Kiss fans? I had like a friend's dad used to really like Kiss. That checks. That's like I one feel like guy. People's dads like Kiss. Yeah, I, I don't know who these fans are, but they have like an infinite number of fans. It seems like they still tour and they're popular. Well, it's not All Fox right, so that's News. Gene Simmons. Yeah, that's Gene Simmons for uh, for us. Uh, and all right, Kirsten, who's your second person? Okay, up? we'll do Don Henley from the Eagles. Ah, the Eagles. So, There's a lot of good Eagles stuff. Uh, the main thing I have here, so November 21st, 1980, he called paramedics to his house because uh, there was a 16-year-old girl there who they found naked and claiming she had overdosed on quaaludes and cocaine. Now, mm. she was arrested for prostitution. Uh, there was also a 15-year-old girl in the house who was arrested for being under the influence of drugs. And then Don Henley gets arrested for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Mm. So I don't know how these teenage sex workers turned up there, but I guess it's just he was contributing to their delinquency. That's uh, yeah, he was he was helping out their delinquency. That's the extent. Now I would assume th- this would you say 1970, 1980, the 70s. Oh, 1980. So he's 33 years old. I feel like 1980 Don Henley has got a lot of pull with the local police station. Like I, you know, I, I feel like they're hooking him up probably. Yeah, pretty much. So he was uh, fined and put on probation for that. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah two, year, a theme, this two years probation and $2,500 fine. Uh, his ex-girlfriend, who was no longer dating him at the time, was like, I was shocked to hear about it. He didn't have drugs around the house. It was an accident, I'm sure. So about the drugs, it was an accident. But she had nothing to say about the teenage sex workers. <laughs> the the um, two minors. Okay. And so then in an interview with GQ, Henley claims that he took the fall for his roadies who supplied the drugs and that he was stupid, he should have flushed the drugs down the toilet. By the way, that's, that's usually how it works if you're familiar with like any sort of celebrities. It's usually the celebrities taking the fall for their uh, for their like assistance. Oh, naturally, <laughs> yeah. It's always the big name who gets arrested and has to you know pay the price. But yeah, he was like, I was stupid. I could have flushed everything down the toilet. I didn't want this girl dying in my house. But he was totally fine with them being there for other reasons. And both of them got arrested, and he just. 
got in trouble for delinquency of a minor, so... Well, it's mm-hmm. important to reform the youth, Kirsten. He's probably beyond help, but we need to get these young women out of trouble, you know? Oh, yeah, these teenage uh, sex workers, <laughs> they're the, the bad seeds, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> but, yeah, he's mad that he didn't flush the drugs down the toilet. Yeah. All right, so that was, that was uh, Don, Don Henley's Henley. big... Uh, That's and he's big still one. alive, much like Jim Simmons, who we talked about. He's 70... Uh, he's still he's still kicking. Don't sue us, Don Hanley. Yeah, still still time for him to solidify his place on the list. Oh yeah, his Wikipedia page <laughs> could get much longer. Still, no question. Hey, all and I you know, like these these old dudes are usually like up to their best behavior, especially people who've never heard the n- word no once in their life and have two hundred million dollars. All we reported were the facts that he was arrested for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Nothing but facts here. That's a lie. That all of this could be fake. Who knows? I just read it on the internet. <laughs> Literally, someone could have uh, changed his Wikipedia page to say this yesterday. All right, so that's Don Henley. Let's, uh, uh, Nina, who do you have for your next person up on the worst person in music list? Uh, so we're going to go to uh, your favorite one. We're going to do Jerry Lee Lewis. He's got a, a, a lit Wikipedia page. I don't know. Kirsten, am I allowed to say lit? Am I too old? I mean, too many children uh, you can say whatever you think is, is good for you to say. <laughs> it doesn't sound great. Yeah, Whatever's fresh. Not great. Don't say that either. <laughs> well, Nina and I famously are the same age, so we have the same rules. Uh, they, they apply to both. I of literally us. don't. Younger than us. I don't know how old you are. We're each twenty-seven. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, I did tell yes. her we're in our thirties because I think she might have been making fun of our email addresses. No, I wasn't making fun of them. I just felt <laughs> left out because mine was different. I I t- I like logged into Facebook uh, last week. And and it turned on a podcast that Rob was doing in the Facebook group, and it's like, yeah, like we're we're very similar. We're both from Long Island. We're the same age. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna punch Rob in the face. We are not the same age. He is five years older than me. And he was talking about he was talking about uh, Dom from Survivor, not me. But for a second, I'm like, oh no, we are not the same age, Rob. What are you talking about? He thought he was just talking to you through your computer. No, it was it was it was it was like his Facebook Live. He was talking to somebody else. But I thought, I, like, I just turned it on that second, and I thought for a second, like, whoa, is he talking about me? Like, who else could he be talking about that's from Long Island that's, like, similar to him? But, he, no, he was talking to, like, a listener, but I just heard him speaking for a second. Oh, my God. And I thought it was, I was, like, a narcissist, and I thought he was talking about me. I don't know. That's not all about <laughs> you, okay? <laughs> yeah, how many people are there from Long Island? All right. Um, all right, so, Nina, who's next up? Jerry Lee Lewis. Right, so let's talk about before the issue uh with the wives here so well actually i mean everything with jerry lee lewis revolves around these wives so he was actually yes. married <laughs> there's seven so many times. of them <laughs> yeah seven of them um <clears throat> the f- he married the first one when he was like 14 years mm-hmm. old oh wow uh and then that didn't last very long but they didn't get divorced he gets another woman pregnant and is forced into a shotgun wedding while already still married to the first one. By the way, he has several shotgun weddings, if I'm not mistaken. They're just a different type of shotgun wedding. <laughs> I think he did. I did not look at all seven wives. Uh-huh. But then the third wife is probably the most famous one, which was his first cousin, right. Mira, who was 13. Not my wife, who I did not meet when I was 13, Mira. <laughs> no. I don't. Okay. I don't think it's the same one. But was like it Mira said, from Manhattan? <laughs> Nobody gets that. You'll have to bring her in you to ask that? if she's the same one. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that is 
so he ended up getting a lot of flack. He tried to pass her off as 15, which he thought somehow would be better, but he had to cancel a lot of dates. Nobody wanted to host him after they found out that he had married a 13-year-old. But she said it was fine. All she ever wanted was to be married, so she packed her belongings in her dollhouse because she didn't own a suitcase and went to live with him. I'm going to cry. It's terrible. Wow. Uh, But they stayed married for about 10 years. But where things get interesting is he has a wife after that who he gets in a disagreement with. They're getting divorced. She's trying to sue him for a lot of money, and he says to her that she shouldn't worry about support because you're not going to be around very long anyway, and if you Mm. don't get off my back and leave me alone, you'll end up at the bottom of the lake with chains on you. Uh, And then shortly after that, before their divorce settlement could be finalized, she's found dead at the bottom of a swimming pool. But were there chains? I do not believe they were chains, so he's probably clear. Okay. I do think, like, there in the 70s and 80s, especially in Hollywood, there's a lot of mysterious deaths in pools. That's, like, a big... It's a big thing in the 70s and 80s. If you listen, like, you must remember this. A lot of people are dying in pools. Man, so many drugs, the open water, it's just not a good mix. So then Jerry Lewis uh, goes to the gates of Graceland with a gun, trying to get into Graceland to attack Elvis Presley. Hmm. I feel like uh, but, the cops that let him, like, uh, you know, maybe let his wife drown probably were a little bit more uh, serious about protecting Elvis. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. It adds up. Well, the security guards were not interested in letting him in. But I, I guess there was a lot of issues. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis was very guilty of Elvis Presley, or jealous of Elvis Presley, because he thought Elvis Presley was getting a lot of fame for the things that Lewis had created. Mm-hmm. This is, I like this so. old, this is like a good old-fashioned music feud, like 20 years for Tupac and Biggie. I like that, actually. <laughs> uh, so then we have his next wife, who he was married to for a total of 80 days, 88 days before she was also, unfortunately, found dead in his home. Oh, wow. wow. Still longer than Kim Kardashian's first marriage, though. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Comfrey, Chris, Chris Humphrey's still alive, just his NBA career is dead. <laughs> well yeah I'm uh, glad that so, Kim J didn't kill him so this woman that was found dead she had called her mom the night before telling her that she was going to leave him she had uh, earlier in the week he had tried he had brought two women to the house to try to engage in a what is that a course uh, a sexual escapade we'll call it Mm-hmm. And when she wasn't into it, he was started beating her up, and then the other women left the house. Uh, she When she was found, she was in the guest bedroom, and it looked like somebody had put her there. They found blood in different areas of the house. Apparently, he just, like, shot through a lot of his walls. There were guns in every room, and he just, like, shot through a lot of his walls. But the... Uh, deputy who came and investigated it was running for sheriff and the biggest contributor to his uh campaign was jerry lewis oh man by the way this is a lesson to the kids out there if you if like multiple you know wives of of yours end up like dead mysteriously gotta butter up the sheriff (laughs) so then they're supposed to do a an autopsy but they decide they don't want to use the one in the county so they call in a famous one the one 
They call in a famous coroner, but they can't afford it, so they decide to let Jerry Lee Lewis pay for it, which means that <laughs> then they don't even have to unseal it. Wow. Here, you can pay for it's, it's, uh, your own autopsy. It's fine. And so then they found all kinds of drugs. They had the blood. They had a lot of stuff to test, but it ended up not mattering because before any of that could get tested, within two weeks, the grand jury returned that there was no criminal activity. She had simply overdosed on sleeping pills. Okay. I believe them. Yeah, it seems legitimate to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the guy had already lost one wife. I think he'd suffered enough. Yeah, yeah he's been how bad it he's was. been through so much, you know. Can we talk about the next wife? How like like first of all, is there a gutsier person, <laughs> a person with more balls in history than his sixth wife after four and five have almost immediately met their demises? <laughs> Is ballsy the word I would use? I'm not so sure. I would like to rewind. What did all these other women do when they left the house? They just went home? Oh, yeah. They went to the neighbor's house. You're talking about the women that he was trying to solicit? Yeah. Yeah, they, when things started getting angry, they just, like, went to the neighbor's house, and the neighbor let them use the phone, and they called for help and left. Okay. I just, you made it sound like maybe they just, like, peaced out, and I was like, did they not even call? (laughs) They just left? (laughs) Yeah, they just took off. Okay, as they called for help, so they're fine. Okay. At that point, it's like, not not my problem anymore. Mm, not anymore. my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> uh, he also at one point shot his bassist in the chest and had to pay some money because it was considered an accidental shooting. So no charges, but he did have to pay in civil court. Just a classic accidental shot to the chest. Happens all the time. Dropping like flies. He's got to be the most unlucky man I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, really, he, he sort of, in a, in a sense, also is unlucky, I think, as you'll probably get to. <laughs> he has some like t- he has some terrible things happen in his life that probably, he you know, he had nothing to do with. Mm. In addition to the whole things he did. <laughs> right? He loses uh, two children. Oh, he yep. A, he, he, like, he, lo- he loses a child uh, who drowns in a swimming pool when he's three. And then Jerry Lewis Jr. dies in a car accident. Car crash, yeah. So he buries two children. I'm not sure how many kids he has. It's hard to track because he has the seven wives, right? So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't I, know how many children he has. Um, I'm only interested in the salacious. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right, so the sixth wife, nothing bad happens. And then the seventh wife. Uh, they're still married. Wild. Oh, That's wow. why It's crazy he's still around, this guy. Yeah, but don't try to sue him because there's so many lawsuits up against him, and he also never paid his taxes, so you can't get anything from him because the IRS already has liens on basically everything he owns. But And where does he live now? Not in the United States, right? Uh, I think he does. I thought he's in France. Oh, he didn't wow. escape to France? I'm not sure. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm surprised that he didn't. He's still actively performing in concert. I would be afraid to be in the same room as him. That's crazy. You could accidentally get shot in the chest at any time when you're in a room with him. It's just not happening. No thanks. I I had no idea he... I, I, I knew he was alive. I thought he lived in France or something. Maybe I'm mixing him up with somebody else. Maybe, But that's wild. Uh, yeah, yeah, it he, says he, he returned to the U.S. in 97, so doesn't say anything after that. It's, is he on Twitter? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. He is. He's, he's verified on Twitter. You want to guess? Let's play the follower game. Don't, don't check. Nina and Kirsten, you each get a guess. How many followers does Jerry Lee Lewis, music icon, have on Twitter? He's verified. Um, 
Um, when did when when was his account created? December twenty thirteen. Oh. it's a good question, by the way. You're probably good at puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to play a round of Win Akiva's Money. Oh God. Oh, that's right. I'm trying to think. Is it going to be like shockingly high or shockingly low? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say two hundred and eighty thousand. Okay. Uh, Kirsten, you're going higher or lower? I'm going to go lower. Um, Probably like 50,000. I think it's going to be shockingly yep. low. You guys are too low. First of all, the one, the, the better question, you asked a good question, Nina, but you should have asked how many tweets he has. 158. Ah. Um, 3,075 followers. <laughs> oh, my I God. Fans I, almost, are dead. I almost have as many followers as him. Yeah, but are you verified, Kirsten? No, it, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, uh, but but it says on the thing it says Jerry Lee Lewis the killer. No, yeah, that's, that's his, that's his wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, that is his nickname. I forgot. Just leans that. right and his, into and it. his latest album was called "If I Did It." Those eight times. Here's how. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Who wrote the forward for that? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, it looks like he tweets. Look like there's some copycats of me going around on Twitter. He tweeted in March. There's only one killer, and I'm right here. So he really like the killer is his thing. There's only one killer. He is trying to let the cops know, and they will not come. You, you look please for arrest me. I can't afford to buy my own food anymore. Please. Like we, I like. Could we have gotten him on the podcast tonight? Like I thought Kirsten was a big get, but I, stop. Well, that's gonna be part more four. That's part her. four. <laughs> Let's see how many of these. Gene Simmons is probably available, too. Yeah, but he probably has like 3 million followers, not 3,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, wow. All right, so are we good on Jerry Lee Lewis? Uh, we, oh. Yeah, I think so. Is anything good on yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis? I no, I mean, that's <laughs> just a wild page. Yeah, Gene Simmons has almost a million followers. That's a wild page. Uh, if you want to know more, page. you can watch the terrible movie with, uh, what is it, uh, Dennis Quaid and Winona Ryder. It, is that... Does that Go make ahead. him look good the whole time? Uh, it makes him look bad, but not nearly as bad as it ought to have. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm right. The there's no way. The there's no way for like if you want. First of all, a lot of things like you can't say happened or not, even if you think they happened. Yeah. But if you wanted this movie to be like an accurate, accurate depiction of what we uh, sort of I've read, it basically needs to be like a horror movie. So there's no real way. <laughs> it's just I would not make another biopic of him if I was Hollywood. You know? Yeah, probably not uh, a good move. The wiki says his box set is called All Killer, No Filler. Oh, my God. By the way. Is that a snuff uh, film? He is amazing <laughs> at branding. Like, that is really good. Wow. That's crazy. By the way, I think when he says killer, he means, like, that he's great at the piano, which is just wild. I, he's, like, the best piano player. I thought he meant he was really good with guns, but that fits, too, I guess. Wow. All right. So I, I enjoyed the Jerry Lee Lewis one. Uh, no, I don't want to say enjoyed, but, you know, I enjoyed it. Um <laughs> All right, Kirsten, what do you have for us? Okay, we'll go to Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Oh, so, yeah. I don't, like, you could go on and on forever about him, but I, I try to keep things concise, keep them short and sweet. Don't cry while I'm researching stuff, you know? So, obviously, mm-hmm. there's the uh, Little Oral Annie Club, so that says basically all you need to know about him. Ugh. But there's one member in particular, uh, Julia Holcomb. She was 16. They, uh, well, what is this club? I don't. I don't want to feign ignorance. I don't know what it is. It's basically, just like young girls involved. Okay, like fine. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. 
Okay. Not, it's bad stuff. <laughs> but you said it like it's a thing that people uh, know. I maybe I'm just dumb. Mm-hmm. Hey, you don't have to explain. Sorry. It. I just, I just um. I know what it was. Anyway, so his Stephen Tyler's quote about Julia Holcomb is: "She was 16. She knew how to nasty, and there wasn't a hair on it." So that's how we felt about her. Uh, and her- okay. First of all, the worst thing anybody's ever done on this podcast so far is saying "knew how to nasty." <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I really didn't want to, but it, it ha- it's a real quote, so yeah, it's out no, there. No, no, no. You're, you're, so, doing, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I do not think this is the Lord's work. Um, so basically, uh, Julia's parents actually signed custody of her over to Stephen Tyler mm-hmm. so that he could take her across state lines without it being a crime. Kidnapping, and yeah. uh, he took her on tour with him. Uh, that sounds very R. Ke- R. Kelly-ish, allegedly. Ooh. And got her a tutor and made sure she got a good education and got proper doctor visits, right? That's where the story's going? Uh, the only doctor visit that was mentioned was when he uh, got her pregnant and made her have an abortion at five months pregnant. Uh, so, okay. it, because, so basically she was abandoned by her parents and she felt abandoned about it. She survived the sexual abuse. Uh and she basically had that weird situation where her guardian was sexually abusing her and she felt like she had to just kind of do what he said because he was in charge. Um, now, if he wasn't her guardian, I, this is a legal relationship. I guess it depends on the state or something, right? Because she's 16 she, years old. Maybe it's illegal. I don't know. I'm pretty sure in the States that's illegal. Okay. Um, yeah, probably. But I don't know all that much yeah, about Yeah, and he's 27. No, I think it is. Pretty sure that's illegal. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Or if it's not, it definitely should be. Um, yeah, it should be. Okay. Enough. I think different states have different laws, but yeah, it probably at some point. The, uh, the kind of Especially if they're going around to multiple states anyway. Well, he was definitely crossing state lines and yeah. he obviously knew what he was doing was wrong because he ensured that he got, you know, custody signed over so that he couldn't be arrested for the kidnapping, right? So mm-hmm. pretty sketch. Um uh, an interesting thing is that in 2017, he actually started a home for abused women called Janie's House to raise money for abused mm-hmm. and neglected girls, which, uh, I mean, too little, too late, basically. But well, he probably, I'm sure this he guy was a, regularly, am- does checkups for, on them and everything, make oh, sure boy. everything's going well there. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot. This place. guy was an American Idol host, like, a- afterwards. That's crazy. Yeah, I actually found a petition where someone was like, don't put him on TV. You're saying this is okay. Um, another quote. He's I've, not still an American Idol host, like the new one, right? He's not a host of the new one. I don't think ABC would mess with that. But I don't he's know. 70. Like, I know he looks weird now. I didn't realize he's 70. Um, oh, wow. It's, it is interesting. Almost everyone we've discussed was born basically the same time. Like a particular, if you haven't noticed, everyone <laughs> so far has been a man. Um, a particular <laughs> sort of. Uh, you know, like uh, era, I guess, where where like rock stars, or whatever, could do literally whatever they want uh, mm-hmm. without any repercussions from the law. But yeah, I think if he was on American Idol, maybe uh, he would have gotten like Me Too to the Moon or something. Oh, if he was but, still you know, there, he's kind for of out sure. of the public eye. Absolutely. And then uh, there was an article where he provided advice for men who are about to propose, uh, and his advice was, "Don't get effing married and lie till you die." So that's the kind of guy he is. Wow. <laughs> Lie till you die. Was He's been married a bunch of times, right? Or like engaged a bunch of times. He's had a lot of interactions with a lot of women. It's just a mess. 
I just remember all the controversy when he put his daughter in all those, like, of his music videos and, like, mm-hmm. really sexualized roles. Uh-huh. Yeah, sounds about right. Adds yeah. up. He yeah, had well, two. Liv Tyler was born in 77. Who knew? Oh, wow. Did you think she was older or younger? I mean, I guess younger, but I guess Armageddon was, like, a million years ago. So he's, like, mm-hmm. he's a grandfather, probably, of, like, old kids. Oh, gross. Imagine... St- Steven Tyler is like, that's a weird, forgetting about the fact that maybe he's like a monster. That's still like a weird grandfather. Right? Yeah, imagine. He's more of a wacky uncle. Just imagine going to your grandpa's house and it's Steven Tyler and you're like, hi, grandpa. I don't, I can't see it. Yeah, no, he doesn't look like grandpa. It's like, grandpa's a knockoff Johnny Depp. It's weird. Ooh. Don't get us started on that's that. That's a different list. Yeah, that's a different podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, so that's right. what I've got on. Uh, that's on Steven, Steven Tyler, Tyler. right? Nino, who, who's who's the next winner? Okay, so the next we're gonna go with Sid Vicious. Okay, there we go. Of sex the pistols. Sex Pistols. Yes. So obviously, there's one major issue with Sid Vicious where his girlfriend ends up dead in their hotel room of an apparent knife wound, and he's found just wandering the halls in a daze. Uh, but mm. he also had some fun run-ins before that one. So, right, so that's very, he, the Sid Vicious story is extremely famous, right? Right. The, right, and there's a lot of controversy about whether he did it or how it happened. And uh, I think I'm ready to lock it in. He did it. Okay. Whoa. So Nancy Spongin, right, Sid and Nancy. On this podcast. So if you're yeah. suing anybody, sue Nina Stoddard. <laughs> And and remember, Chester said her address on the last podcast. You could find her. Um, the, and Sid Vicious died, guys, at 21. So wow. whatever right. bad things you're going to say he did, he had to do them in a hurry. He did not right. have a lot of so, time. What's interesting, he wasn't even originally a member of the Sex Pistols. He was just in the audience, and he developed their famous dance, the Pogo, which mm. is just jumping up and down in one spot. Okay. So... Uh, but he hung around the band long enough and other members left, so they decided to make him the bassist, even though he had no idea how to play the bass. That sounds like most bassists. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so once he's in the band, he gets really heavy into heroin. Uh, at one point, while a woman was performing oral sex on him, he simultaneously vomited and defecated on her. Didn't need to hear that one. But all right, listen, you're doing your job. You know, I didn't need to hear it, but I'm also really concerned about how he was able to get both on her at the same time. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to paint a picture here. <laughs> I don't want that picture, actually. Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, he would pull out a long link of chain, go down from the audience, and just spin it around, uh, hitting multiple people on the floor. <laughs> he threw glass into the audience. Uh, he would, let's see, I, oh, uh, he also liked to kill cats. Oh, there's the deal breaker. <laughs> no. You were, you were in until then, but. Yeah, I was yeah. all He's... in on Sid Vicious until I found out he hated <laughs> cats, and now I'm like, I wish I could bring him back so I could kill him. Yeah, uh, so, so. First of all, he like he called himself Sid Vicious. You're already like halfway there. Like he's not trying to portray some like nice, friendly guy, like Jerry right, right. Lewis, the killer. <laughs> the His killer. real name was Simon Ritchie. Like if he was trying to be like a sweet gentleman, he would have just gone he by Simon Simon it. Ritchie. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Do you uh, have so anything on the Nancy Spungen thing also? Yeah. So interesting enough, uh, the knife that she was killed with, he had bought her the, or she had bought him the day before. Aww. So that's unfortunate. Honey. Um, and then the problem is that they had a death pact and they were going to commit suicide like numerous times before. Uh, they had gotten a fight the night before, and she had told her mom that she was leaving. That's very similar to the Jerry Lewis story. Um, and after she was dead, he tried to kill himself numerous times, uh, and he actually got in a fight and ended up in jail for two months. Uh, and when he got out, he overdosed. That's when he died. Uh, and at first, people thought it was just an accidental overdose, but in his pocket they found a note that said we had a death pact i have to keep my half of the bargain bury me next to my baby bury me in my leather jacket jeans and motorcycle boots what a bummer wow yeah i thought the story would be more fun when i first started yeah, this was the it's one like a uh, little you know <laughs> behind the scenes sneak is that uh Nina was like, I do believe in dibs, and the only one I want to dibs is Sid Vicious. So. <laughs> I, I'm calling that a mistake today. Yeah, that's a. That was a bad call. That was real dark. <laughs> now, have you ever seen any of the movies about Sid and Nancy? I'm young. I have well, I, not. I meant, I meant uh, and you're not a big movie guy anyway, right, Kirsten? I, I, I meant more Nina. Uh, yeah, more, more of a TV guy. Uh, you could say I'm not in anything. Uh, yeah, so Sin and Nancy was a, Ga- a Gary Oldman movie that I think uh, is considered a pretty good movie. So uh, if someone's listening who's not familiar with this case, Courtney Love is in it, which is kind of, it's a 1986 movie, so it's pre-anything Kurt Cobain dying, but it's pretty wild that she's in it if, you know, I'm not going to say anything else, but if you do the math. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, don't give it away. She's not I Nancy. Think, oh, an actress okay. named Chloe Webb, who I've never heard of, is 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 uh, Nancy. That sounds familiar. I I always think it's unfortunate when Courtney loves in a movie, but that's a that's a personal take. Well, she doesn't act much. Re- hasn't acted much recently, right? No, not recently. I don't think. She probably has a lot of money. I don't know what she does. Um, okay. All right. So, are we done with uh, Are we done with uh, with the Sex Pistols here? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Johnny Rotten's also terrible, but I went with Sid Vicious on this one. But uh, people can make an argument that Johnny Rotten is the worst uh, Sex Pistol. Mm. All right, that's next week's pod. Wow. Ranking the Sex Pistols? I feel like people will find it like uh, it, in like weird ways with with like SEO, but we don't want those listeners. Oh. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, uh, Kirsten, you got another one for us? Oh, absolutely. So next we're going with Ike Turner. Oh boy, famously bad. <laughs> famously bad. So I, I have seen that movie. <laughs> Obviously, he is uh, best known for his relationship with Tina Turner, also known as Anime Bullock. Uh, so lots of allegations of abuse there that have been publicly delayed, de- delayed, debated. Wow. Um, so Tina left the relationship after they had a violent argument on their way to a concert in 1976, and they were divorced in 1978. But what in her autobiography, she accused Ike of violent spousal abuse. Now, I had a rebuttal to this in an article in Spin Magazine titled Why I Beat Tina. So kind of out on Spin Magazine here uh, where. Oh, by the way, you don't have to worry about being out on it because it no longer exists. Oh, yikes. Um, 
still super out on it, especially this article. Because yeah, okay. they're like, You're oh. You're not going to read the archives of Spin Magazine. They're like, I actually used to have a subscription to Spin Magazine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they thought, oh, Tina Turner's talking about how she, uh, you know, survives spousal abuse. You know what we need? We need the man's perspective. So they wrote this article, Why I Beat Tina, and he stated, yeah, I hit her, but I didn't hit her more than the average guy beats his wife. Mm. If she says Simpler I ab- times. R- simpler times. You know, everyone does it. It's fine. Uh, and so if she says I abused her, maybe I did. Uh, so that obviously leaves him looking just wonderful. Uh, and then he wrote an autobiography in 1999 Uh, where he stated, sure, I've slapped Tina. There have been times when I punched her to the ground without thinking, but I have never beat her. So I think there's like a fundamental misunderstanding of what beating means. Right. Yeah, Um, I need to see that Venn diagram. He took it literally. I think it's just a circle, but he thinks it's two circles. So we'll we'll see how that works out for him. Uh, What else? And then there was also a 1996 interview where he said, as far as abusing my family or abusing her, sure, I have slapped her. She slapped me. We just lived normal people's lives. But I guess by (laughs) me having the notoriety that I have, it's been totally exaggerated. So uh, he also stated that they weren't ever officially married, which I'm not sure is true or, or not. Um, but he said, as God is my judge of all my wives, Tina is the only one I never legally married. So he said she took his name to discourage a former lover. I honestly. Wait, so he claimed he had 13 wives at some point, right? Yeah, but he would never legally married Tina Turner. Yeah, but also like he's a very, uh, he's not really a reliable witness. Like you can't really believe anything. He well, said. I mean, he's just living a normal person's life, slapping his romantic partner. You know, everybody does it. Imagine uh, your most famous thing is just that you beat your spouse, and every five years you just come out of the woodwork to further clarify how you beat Like, her. every five years you're like, okay, but I hit her, but I never beat her, okay? I just punched her to it's the It's interesting because, like, they were, they're, like, elite-tier rock, like, we're talking about the Rock and Roll Flame. They're, like, legendary. Mm-hmm. You know, Tina Turner is a legend, and I guess it's good at least, but it's really the only thing that he is known for is beating Tina Turner. Like, it's not much more well-known for that now than... His music, where some of the people we're talking about, like Steven Tyler, let's say, are mm-hmm. still much better known for their music than, you know, any abuser or, or, or bad behavior. Yeah, and I would say that's well, a I good wonder thing if... here, that he's known for the crappy stuff he's done. Well, and I wonder if it's because there's that famous movie about Tina Turner. I wonder how much it got swept under the rug before, like, the 80s or 90s, whenever that movie came out. Yeah, that's uh, What's Love Got to Do but that's all about him. So mm-hmm. good to know. Yeah. And there was also like quotes where he was talking about not liking that song and not liking anything she ever did. And he's just, if you Google him, you come up with a lot of really uh, interesting quotes. It's like that spin article was so horrifying. Cause it's like, I wondered if he was going to show up, but it turns out like he's a man of his word. You don't even need a contract. He'll always come through. And I'm like, Kate, why are we talking to him at all? Like, just, it's wild to me that that's how uh, how it was considered in the in the 80s. So different now. You know, I didn't even know this, but Tina Turner is still alive. Yeah. She didn't no. Know she- <laughs> I had no idea. I thought, she, I, I, I didn't realize she was alive. I didn't know for sure, you know, that she was, but. I know she was still performing at least a couple years ago. There were actually a lot of Google results when I was going through this that were like, when did Tina Turner die? And it's like, yeah. she didn't yet. 
like, okay. So she, relinqu- she relinquished her American citizenship and she lives in Switzerland. She has for the last bunch of years. She is extremely wealthy, Tina Turner. Um, she was ahead of the curve on that, I think. What, leaving the United States? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Where, where are you going to go next, Nina? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but as soon as I find out, I'll let Chester know so he can announce it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really right, Chester. That's what you do when people aren't here. You talk about them behind their back. It's true. He should have come on. Uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, Tina Turner sold the most concert tickets of any solo performer in history. Wow. Wow. So wow. she is rich, Tina she, Turner. She is And rich. luckily she is living like, uh, you know, a life at the end without having to worry about uh, Ike Turner, you know, yes. since he's dead. Um, and she appears to be married to a guy named Erwin Bach for the last five years. I guess probably in Switzerland. Sounds about right. All right. So we're done with Ike and Tina? Done, done with Ike and Tina. All right. So we each have one more big one each, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we got, uh, Nina? Okay, so we're going to go a little bit lighter. We're going to go with uh, just another guy that's just a jerk. Uh, Axel Rose of Guns Ooh, N' Roses. Ooh, see, I didn't know. I, I never thought he was a good guy. I didn't realize he would be this bad because, you know, this is a very high bar right now we're clearing. So let's. I want to hear about Axel Rose. Uh, okay, so let's see. So I have a list here. So he's been arrested. I'm going to do kind of like Kirsten did for uh, Jim Morrison and give you his rap sheet here. So he's Mm -hmm. got a total of 31 arrests and 24 charges. So he's been, these are the list of charges he's had. Aggravated assault, inciting a riot, property damage, misdemeanor assault, uh, providing alcohol to minors, disorderly conduct, Disturbing the peace, assaulting an officer six times, criminal trespass, criminal mischief, battery, contributing to the delinquency of a minor again, rape, and domestic violence. Which sounds like a real winner. So it's a pretty good list. And then uh, of the 605 shows that Guns N' Roses started... Let's see. Sixty or so of the six hundred and five that they had scheduled, sixty-seven of them were canceled because Axl Rose couldn't be bothered to show up. That's crazy. Like I think you know I'm a Pearl Jam fan. Same same time period. Mm-hmm. I I you know I don't. I'm sure there have been a few shows. But I can't think of a single show in history where like they don't go to. That's crazy. He's like at a, he's ten percent of the time he doesn't show up to his own concert. Yeah, he didn't even show up, and then. <laughs> a lot of the shows they would start and then they would end up getting stopped for whatever reason. Right. Whether he was fighting with security or he was fighting with the fans in the audience. I want to know how many like times he, ha- he was tardy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he never used the word tardy once in his life. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. The sh- shows got stopped because he threw stuff in the audience or people threw stuff at him. He saw at one point somebody was taking pictures and they weren't allowed to. And Axl Rose said, the show is stopping because of that guy right there, and you all should kill him. And then Oh, boy. Okay, before the you should kill him, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm on board with this. It's <laughs> that guy's fault. Publicly. Yeah, you got to listen to the whole thing. Oh, man. That guy must have. Is that on YouTube? That guy must have, like, peed his pants. That's wild. I highly doubt yeah, that's on YouTube. <laughs> there are a lot of pictures. There are a lot of videos, though, of Axl Rose just being an a-hole from the stage, for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and then, let's see, what else? Yeah, he was, even as a kid, like, before he, in his teenage years, he was arrested for more than, tw- he was arrested more than 20 times, 
and they told him they were going to charge him as a habitual criminal, which is a much larger offense, and so he moved to L.A. Uh, He's big about using uh, derogatory terms in his music, uh, but he's got some really good excuses for it. So Mm -hmm. he said when he uses the N-word, he's not talking about black people. Mm. Oh, so that's fine then. Okay. well, it's not all black people. It's only the ones that tried to rob him. Oh, boy. And <laughs> when he talks bad about homosexuals, it's okay because he's not homophobic. He's just pro-heterosexual. <laughs> and it when would be he hypocritical. say this stuff? <laughs> he said that uh, it would be hypocritical of him to be uh, homophobic because I'd rather see two women together than just about anything else that happens to be my personal favorite Was thing. this interview okay. in Spin Magazine? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> That's from the 80s, by the way. Oh, okay. yeah, That's I figure. I mean, if he said any of this stuff, stuff, I mean, you know, people put up with a lot. I feel like any of those quotes in 2012, he probably would have lost his career. Instead, he's, I think he's now like the lead singer of ACDC also. Oh, wow. Which is another uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, not a great guy. Famously, see, some of these guys, like Ike Turner, famous for being a monster, and Jerry Lee Lewis, I guess, also, in the sense that he's still famous. Yeah. I guess he's not famous. He has 3,000 followers on Twitter. Axel Rose is more known as, like, a jerk or an a-hole. Uh, yeah, also, exactly. the youngest we person we've discussed, well, 56. I don't want it to be depressing. Well, he's also 56. He's got a lot of time to... Uh, you know, work on his resume and it lengthen his wiki page. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, let's see. I got two more things real quick. So he was okay. punched in the face by Tommy Hilfiger once, which okay. is uh, a good claim. I love that more than very... You know what? That yeah. really hurts your rep as like a rock and roll star. <laughs> Tommy, any any designer punch you in the face, you, you know. Well, but not, like especially a... Tommy Hilfiger because he's all about yeah. like preppy style. Yeah, true. <laughs> right. Who do you, which designer do you think w- would punch the hardest? Ooh. Like, is um, Calvin Klein, you think he would, like, he would hit harder than Tommy Hilfiger, maybe? Are we... Uh, what, doesn't Jay-Z have a clothing line? Oh, yeah, I guess there's other people, like, who made Jenkos? I feel like that guy probably is tough. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, yeah, what's the other thing, Nina? Okay, so after uh, Guns N' Roses kind of fell apart, oh. partially because of Axl Rose... Uh, He wasn't getting a lot of press, so in the 90s, he actually sent an open letter to the press expressing his outrage at their disinterest. And part of the letter says, I'm so sick of you punk reporters and your attitude. My life is not just something you can walk in and out of. I'm always on that edge, man, and it's a dangerous place to be. And so he starts talking about what newsworthy events he thinks they should be covering, including... Last December, I was arrested for punching a security guard at a No Doubt concert. The singer is my girlfriend, and those guards were hassling me. Or were hassling her. And so when reached for comment, Gwen Stefani said, Yeah, I think Axl Rose was there, but he was trying to get backstage without a pass. And he's not my boyfriend. I only dig guys with medium-length hair. What a burn. Only with medium-length hair. (laughs) So she had, so he got his press just enough for Gwen Stefani to come out and say, uh, no, no, thank you. You are not my boyfriend, sir. Oh, God. All right, so that's it for Axl Rose for now? Uh, for now, but stay tuned. Stay. Okay, for the He's sequel. still young. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, I'm wrapping it up, uh, Kirsten? Our final, uh, 
dirtbag of the night is John mm. Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not a good guy. So, real bad guy. So, this news came out uh, in 2009. So, he died in 2001. So, eight years later, his oldest daughter, Mackenzie, finally felt comfortable to share with the world that her and her father had a 10-year relationship. Uh, so, it began when she was 19 years old. And when they were both under the influence of narcotics, uh, that also the night before she was supposed to be married, which she was married, uh, her father raped her. Uh, so then Can they- I just say, <laughs> not like to uh, just to be serious for a second, like I would I would have put a million to one odds if because I, I remember hearing that story, but sort of like zoning it out because it's so gross that it would have started when she was younger. So the fact it started when it, she was an adult is, is pretty shocking, actually. I mean, everything about this. Right. Is Usually a lot so of the, a lot of these people like Axel Rose, who we just discussed you know, said he was abused when he was two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm sure a lot of the a lot of the people we've discussed so far, ha- you know, had just ridiculously bad childhoods. Um, oh, absolutely. But this, but this is this is shocking. The fact that she's saying it started when she was an adult. That's like, that's yeah, really stunning. So I, I guess it started when she was 19. And so that's who knows what happened when they were younger. But she stated when she was 19, they started this relationship uh, because yeah, so they were both under the influence of heavy narcotics. Uh, she went on the Oprah Winfrey show and she stated that her father had injected her with cocaine and heroin. Um, the relationship ended after she became pregnant and did not know who the father of the child was. Um, be- so because of these doubts, she did have an abortion, which her father paid for. Uh, and then she never let him touch her again. Um, now, what's really crazy to me is both of his wives that he had deny the allegations and say they're inconsistent with his character that it's not something he would do uh they have every reason to believe that Mackenzie is lying and that it's untrue um however her but that's pretty consistent with human behavior right like a lot of like Mm-hmm. Anytime there's something comes out against somebody, and we've seen it even last year too, like if you like someone, you know, we could raise all the pitchforks we want at the people we don't like or don't care about. And then if we like someone, like, nah, that one's probably not true, right? Like, yeah, exactly, right? It's that thing where you're like, oh, well, no, but I like them. I can't be. Right, that person I like, so it's, you know, everyone else is guilty, but they're, but I, I think it's the same thing. Like, I, it's the, I never saw it, right? So that's if, if, uh, if a person in power, like a priest or a minister or a rabbi or, or, you know, somebody like that gets caught. It's like, well, I know all these good things they did, A, B, C, and they like that they, you know, so there's no way they could have done this bad thing, even though the two are, are, you know, unrelated, probably. Yeah, absolutely. So then when it it goes to like the children, like sisters and half sisters, it's like she told her half sister about this when her half sister was 13 and her half sister, whose name is Bijou. um, Famous Bijou Phillips. Famous. uh, She stated that. Uh, this stripped her of her innocence and left her wary of her father, but has then stated that now that she's an adult, she asks hard questions and does not believe her sister. Um, but Denny Doherty, also of the Mamas and Papas, his daughter, Jessica, said that her father had told her that he knew the awful truth. He was horrified at what John had done. So looks like probably true. It's just so... Mm. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Those things are very rarely made up. By the way, in a very sad and sort of like aside. So Bijou Phillips is her half sister and she tells her, which is is also, uh, you know, 
like a very you know very bad sign for uh, the dad because you know someone's telling you while it's happening it, it makes it seem much less like it was just made up after the fact yeah which is always why like in the, so one thing you learn like in the Me Too stuff is like reporters are always looking for like hey when this was happening who'd you tell like get your friend on the line and the friend vouches for them that's you know considered you know pretty damning evidence so anyway Bijou Phillips married to Danny Masterson. Who, if you know, was just fired. Oh yeah, who also just had his yeah, own. Yeah, he just oh, had wow. his own. So he was just fired from the Netflix show The Ranch. He's you know most famously from uh, that '70s show uh, for uh, for being accused, alleged uh, or raped by Masterson, uh, four different women. Uh, Oof. So that's uh, I I don't know that I guess it's unrelated, but still uh, like a pretty uh, crazy. Well, that's uh, just sad to subplot. think about, like the yeah. men that surrounded Bijou, you know. Right. Yeah. So that most of it we, you know, was uh this was this is, you know, John Phillips no longer with us, died in 2001. Uh that is uh is that it for John Phillips by the way? That's that's it for John Phillips. Literally. It's it's, it's more than enough. <laughs> um okay. All right, so anything else? Any more people? Now, uh, you pointed this out, I believe, before we started recording, Nina. All, everyone you mentioned was a man. You said had you had you had to uh, had you picked a woman, it would have been Nina Simone, which to me would have been a good choice because her Wikipedia page is insane. It is, and so I was really intending on doing it, but there's a net there's a Netflix movie called What Happened, Miss Simone that yeah. goes kind of deeper in, yeah. and she had so many mental health issues, manic depression, right, depression, and other things that I just didn't even want to go into it. Right, she was uh, she was clearly uh, uh, you know crazy or or, or lunatic mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say. Uh, it seems like from you know read I read some articles about Nina Simone, the type of person that if she knew who you were. There was a fifty percent chance she would just ruin your life. Like no, like being in her orbit would basically ruin. Like you know, she was, she was, uh, uh, you know, pulling guns on people at stores if she didn't like, you know, the return policy. She, it was just like a lot of wild stuff. And in, in, uh, in, in, mm-hmm. if, if we do a sequel, we definitely need to get into Nina Simone. There's some crazy things in her, um, in her history. Yeah, I think that's the thing where you draw the line of like, is this an genuinely bad person or is it someone right. who like ended kind of doing some messed up stuff like the only two women i even looked into uh were Etta james and grace slick and what uh-huh. i found there it's mostly just like addiction stuff and it's, uh... right right grace slick i'm still with us for sure yes uh um yeah i mean there aren't even re- the disparity between men and women in the rock and roll right industry. oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah yeah, yeah 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 there i think it's like 12 percent women or something like that that's what um uh, our guest said when he when he came on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this story though. In 1985, Dina Simone fired a gun at a record company executive because she said he stole royalties. To me, that's she said she tried to kill him, but she missed. To me, that's kind of badass. <laughs> What's less funny? Ten years later, she shot and wounded her neighbor's kid with an air gun because she didn't like the way he laughed. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. But yeah, no, she had. I would say she had like a world class temper. Nina Simone, like, didn't mm-hmm. do not get in her way. <laughs> Yeah, she was definitely an angry person. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, like, I didn't do Michael Jackson. Everybody knows that story. Yeah. It's, uh... Right, no, and the we, truth we is you guys mostly it. stayed away from children. Certainly, I think, younger than, like, 16 or anything. We basically had nothing, which I think is good. Because uh, there's, there's nothing really funny about that stuff. Um, but you guys did a really good job. So there's no... Any other loose ends? Anything else we didn't get to? Mm, you want to save stuff for the I, sequel? We gotta... You always gotta hold something back, you know? 
That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, give it a couple years. I think there are some pretty good people that are going to be in soon. Oh, oh, in the Rock and Roll Fame. I thought you meant like yeah. in the. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, who knows who gets uh, who gets. Give inducted. it a few more inductions, and we'll get some really. good Wait, ones. I thought you knew everyone who was going to be inducted. Isn't that what the last podcast on? Well, we were was? we were guessing, but there's <laughs> it's really hard. There's like hundreds of people. You know, there's like a hundred people that are like legitimately fighting for five spots a year. So you don't really know mm-hmm. who's going to get in. There's no science. It's not sports where you could, you know, gauge how many home runs somebody hit and, and what their on-base percentage was. It's very subject, subjective music. And this is subjective, too. There's probably – people are going to um, – if they listen, people are probably going to say, like, hey, this, you know, this guy's the worst guy ever. You didn't even mention him. Well, this wasn't the 10 worst. We weren't trying to rank them. We were just sort of having 10 right. examples, uh, a little bit of a, just some interesting stories. Uh, I, I thank I thank you for your hard work. We just did a World Cup preview. I did like twenty hours of research for it. It was so much work, and then to go straight from that, which I also re- I recorded tonight, into this, where I literally had no idea other than the topic what we were going to talk about. <laughs> we should do this every time, where I just I, like have have like a woman come on do all the hard work, and then I'll take credit for it. Um, well, and I was excited about the women takeover. Have you had? Uh, I. Going to admit I haven't listened to every single podcast. Have you guys had two women on your podcast? That's a good question. Well, we tried to have both of our wives on, but we couldn't coordinate. We couldn't coordinate both of our wives at the same time. Um, No, I don't think so. I mean, certainly I don't think you've ever been outnumbered. Oh, no. Well, that would be also too many people. Five people would be way too many on the podcast. Uh, We haven't had that many female guests. We we try and get them for football season. Anytime I, I like I'll message a woman who I know is a big football fan. Without exception, except for literally one exception where a female Dolphins fan has come on before, they always say like, oh, yeah, 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 I like the team, but speak to, uh, you know, my friend or this guy, you know, they, they're always putting <laughs> off people. I think people um, assume that like the level of I don't know, whatever. I, I have no idea why, but but uh, we, we have tried. But no, I, Haley's been on. Haley's the woman who's been on the most other than other than our wives, both yelling at us in the background. And, and Dr. Jen's been on a bunch, too. She was on the Hamilton episode. She has actually been on a few. My wife is very shy, doesn't like coming on the podcast. Uh, she was just on the one episode where she uh, revealed a lot of embarrassing things about me. That was so um, cute. Oh, you heard when she was on? Yeah, she did. Oh, a I good, did. Yeah, she did a good job. That was the AMA one, right? Yes. Yeah. She revealed. Uh, I don't know how much money we have. Uh, that she uh, that she trusts our twelve year old to uh, watch. I think really she meant like like if she ne- if she's running late and she wants someone to put up dinner, she will call my twelve year old uh, and ask her to put up dinner over me. But that's fine. Like I'm very open about the fact that I don't know how to use the oven. I don't know anything about cooking. I don't even know how the oven turns on. She has to give me step by step instructions. Oh my I, god! I, oh, let me let me end by this. Speaking of kids, I had a big fight with my daughter today where um, I my headphones one of my the headphone ears stopped working. And I didn't I, I was like out of backups. Like I never ordered backups. I had like ten pair of headphones the last couple of years and now they're all broken in some form or another. So I wanted to borrow one of her headphones, which she never ever uses. So I asked her and she was like picking out which color headphones she wanted. <laughs> and she gave me like went through like f- five different pairs and she's like, Fine, you could have these, which I ostensibly means that she likes them the least. So I'm like, wait, you have five pairs? Like I was gonna go on Amazon and order, but now I'm doing two podcasts tonight. So it, I'm gonna like I'm gonna be headphoneless tonight, tomorrow. Uh, you know, why don't you just give me a pair of headphones? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, I have a good idea. Like, uh, my daughter's 12, by the way. I'm like, Ella, okay. I will, um, I will like pay you. Like, I, I'm sure I bought these headphones, or at least with money I, <laughs> I uh, earned. Like, I will, I will buy these headphones off you because I like these headphones, and you have five pair. And she literally she should have done this. 
And again, I would now be the world's biggest sucker paying twice for the same pair of headphones, which if she really wanted, she could literally just take back from me at any point. She ran running to her mother and saying, Mom, Dad is trying to buy, make me sell him my... And by the way, she didn't even name a price. If she said 20 bucks, I, don't, I have no idea if they're nice headphones or not. Said, yeah, that's what you don't know anything. I, if she said $50, I would have probably said, okay, fine. Like, it's just giving money to my kid. It's all going to end up with her anyway, like, eventually. So... She didn't even name a price. She ran running to my wife. And then my wife comes in later. She's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, like, you don't offer to buy things off of your children. Like, then they're just going to go to school and, like, start selling their snacks and charging people for, like, to play with their toy. I'm like, she's 12 and a half. Like, no, she's not. This was a very fair deal. She just came back from babysitting. She probably has more cash on her than I do. Like, this is a reasonable. um, So who's wrong here? Nina, you have you have kids, right? Yeah, I actually have a daughter that's 13. Okay, so would you do the uh, same thing? Would you offer to buy something off your door? Which I've never done before, but I also thought was a totally normal thing until an hour ago. Well, I would. Uh, the other day I had gone to the park and we were doing disc golf and my disc ended up in the water and I paid my daughter 20 bucks to go in and get it. That's different like though. That. That's paying for I a really service. Like that. That's like my chores. wife would be so mad if I did that. I would, <laughs> it was I would cold. Sure I'm not going in there. Yeah, no, oh, but it's fine sure for your child? She got 20 Speaking bucks. Speaking as a former child, yeah, a this is all very as strange. A <laughs> so, but you, but so you think it's weird. You I think wanted, I'm I being weird, it. Kirsten? You're on Team Ella here? I am Team Ella here, but Nina's is a little bit less weird. Yeah. No, yeah. she's making her kid do manual labor. I'm literally <laughs> asking my daughter to hand over. And by the way, I just want use of the headphones without having to beg her for them. Because she even said like, oh, but when you're doing the dishes and you listen to podcasts, like you can't use them because you get them wet. And that's why you're on like your sixth pair of headphones in two years. I was like, <laughs> who cares? I will buy you a new pair of headphones. What are you nervous about? So I like everyone's, everyone's acting like I'm an insane person for making this perfectly reasonable request. Um, okay. No one's on my side here. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, I thought I was right, but literally not one person has agreed with me. That's what happens when you live with a house full of women. Then you just start doing podcasts with women. No one's on Akiva's side. Well, it just means that you're around people who are in the right, you know? It's possible. All right. So, Nina, where can where can people find you? Not literally, not Chester style. But What's your home address? Nina, you know what Nina does, uh, Kristen? Nina tweets like once a month, but it's always good. And then she like leaves. She has like one good tweet a month. But then you don't you forget she exists on Twitter. She's like, oh, wait, uh, you know, I have the fault. Fo- you know, if you're going to follow me on Twitter at Nina Stoddard, I would suggest hit that tweets and reply button because uh, my replies are usually more fire than my original. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, so you're you're saying hit the replies. And I see a lot of your last few replies were to me. So that must really be fire. Um, were you telling the- him you don't agree with him? No, I'm sure she's right. Oh, oh, it's literally us talking about doing this podcast, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah. I was like, what were we talking about? This seems interesting. Um, yeah, right, but that's good. It's like low, low quantity, high quality. So I'll be there. You'll forget I'm there. Then you'll get something good, and then you'll forget I'm there again. It's a good balance. Oh, and speaking of Ella, my daughter, you were also born on January 1st, or you just picked the default date? Because when I clicked no, on that's the... my that, okay. yeah January 1st. Oh, my daughter was also born on January baby. 1st. She was born January 1st because the doctor was available, and the Jets were were three and twelve, so I did not mind missing the game that Sunday. Um, oh wow! The doctor's like, when do I have a C-section? I'm like, well, the Jets think, so I don't want to go to the last game of the year. So, are you available? <laughs> and the doctor's like, let's make it that New Year's baby that gets on the news because we're in Manhattan, like. If it's the first baby born in the city, uh, mm-hmm. like the news will cover it. She probably gets some free stuff. I'm like, I'm not, I am not, 
I'm not like staying up till midnight and then first worrying about having a kid and then the parents coming like let's do this thing in the morning and I was right because like they have to take the real like the actual emergencies first before the C-section so it was, I had to wait like four hours it almost don't get nervous but it almost cut into the jet game which obviously I still had to watch just that I didn't want to go to um, and she wasn't born until like 1030 I was getting nervous I was going to miss like the pregame show or something. Um, yeah, my mom tried to uh, have the first baby of the year, but mm. I was ended up being the second baby Ooh. Uh, born in San Diego. Wow. So first baby got like a big gift package. I got a picture in a Santa hat. Yeah, we, we didn't get anything, but it was also 10 a.m. There was probably like 100,000 babies born in the city already wow. that day. I also Manhattan. It's a little in this New York City. It's probably a little harder than uh, than most. A little bit cities. harder, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta go to the, the small morning. town if you want to be the first baby. Yeah, but then there's like no paper. They don't give you. There's no like. No, you get cares. money. Not on the news. You get money for being the first baby. Oh really? I didn't know that. I would have. I would have done. Uh, I would have done it differently. Uh, so and Kirsten, where can people follow you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Kirsten said what. Um, I have high quantity, but I would like to say it's also right. high quality. <laughs> Yeah, and eventually, hopefully, you'll game. be verified. I mean, I don't care about that. So we'll see. Oh, wait. Actually, we, we were talking about ages before. Uh, uh, I, I won't speak for Nina, but I'm 34. It says you're 25. I like the <laughs> confidence of a young person to put their age in their bio. I feel like people over 30 don't really do that. Yeah, my, um, my years are numbered of having my age up there. So that that's true. All right. So, uh, well, and you got to remember to update it every time you have a That birthday. is a lot, it's also. Like I don't know what my age is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's once a year. Well, if you put your, your your age in it, you know, just leave it. And, oh, That's I what I should have done. Just leave 25 there forever, and hopefully people just continue yeah, just to think perpetually that I'm 25. 25. Well, that's what I did with my with my uh, name. I keep 26. Now, I'm not even close to being 26, but it's still it's still in, you know, people probably just assume I'm 26. Um, Is that, that's the 26? Is that how old you were? No, I, that- was born on the, I was born on the 26th, and... I, I missed getting Keeve. I, I had like a fake name in like 2009 because I had a student who was very into technology and he was like, you should join Twitter. And I'm like, nah, like if you're into it, it's probably not cool. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, no, trust me. It's like the next big thing. And and so I joined, but I didn't want to be under my name for some reason. But I was insanely early because he was like a really early adapter. Uh, he was like like the eighth person on Twitter. And so I could have had at KEV. And I didn't, uh, I didn't get it. So that, by that time, I was just Kiev twenty six, and and now I try and buy Kiev because she has one follower at Kiev, and she's a lady. Uh, I even like I know where she lives. I've like looked. I, not like, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't <laughs> oh say my that. god! But I'm saying like I think no, it it says it on her bio. I think that she's like a la- just a lady in Iowa, um, and I, she has three followers, a hundred tweets, and I really want her at name. But if you, I've had the listeners ask her for it and i'll even say like hey i'll give you like five thousand dollars for it which i probably won't but like it's you just don't even like know that. if you have five thousand dollars no oh oh come on kirsten uh <laughs> first of all i i did until i had to buy my i did until i had to buy my my daughter's uh headphones off her. she charged me 50 grand um i gave her a blank check for for the headphones that she that, but uh if so the a bunch of listeners like tweeted at her and she like blocked them. She blocked the listeners. And I was even, I even had my sister on her like uh, message her. And my sister has a lot of followers also, even more than Kirsten, not to brag. And oh, then wow. she, and she was like, uh, uh, hey, like I want for my brother for, and she's like a little kid. She's like 16. She's like, for my brother's birthday, I want to buy him the thing. Like, how much would you want? Like, you only have three followers, like whatever. And uh, she ignored that, may have even blocked her too. And then Haley has H underscore strong. So Chester, a strong underscore. underscore. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) Haley. 
and it, only person still listening, maybe. And <laughs> and she um, and so Chester offered for my birthday and Haley's birthday to buy our at names at this like this was before at Kiev it said no a million times, but at eight strong I think never or at hey, whatever she wanted never responded. Mike at Kiev never responded, so. I'm stuck with that Keith 26 and, and this boring story. Well, and now there's no <laughs> pictures of you, so people could believe that you're 26. Well, do you not know what I look like also? <laughs> I think I saw a picture one time. Were I, we, were, I think we were talking about this before we came on, right? This was not part of the yeah. podcast where I was saying that people don't really I, – I, I, somebody said this, and then, and then uh, people are like, well, if you really want to know, like there are pictures of me on the internet. You just have to – you have to search them out. And it's not like I'm trying to hide. There's just no pictures of me in real life. I'm like barely a member of my family. They <laughs> they don't take pictures. Like, they're like, I think I'm the guy who like takes the pictures when we're on vacation. You know, nobody, oh, nobody God. wants me in the pictures. <laughs> so wow. they're, they're just, I'm, you know, they used to say Princess Diana was like the most photographed person in the world. Well, I'm the least photographed person. They're just, there are no, <laughs> I, I've taken eight pictures of my iPhone in like four years. Uh, none of myself. So there are very few pictures of me. Anyway. Maybe maybe Princess Diana was just really bad at taking pictures, and that's why she's in so many of them. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere way different. <laughs> you just cracked the case wide open. Wow. Um, that's the single thing people have wanted to know about her for okay, years. Okay, so on that note, anyways. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate all the hard work you did. Uh, it was great to finally get Kirsten on and to have Nina on again. Hopefully you guys will come back soon hopefully this is as well received as the Riverdale podcast at least as well received uh, uh, shout out to our boy Dom I think that um, if, if people in general like this was good like if people want to pitch an idea there's a decent chance we will consider it until football season starts in August so if other people have ideas they want to come on the show like we are, we do not discriminate as long as they have a decent idea this is what Nina did she got herself on the show and look at her now she's a big celebrity Alright guys, thank you so much. My favorite Nina, I like you more than Nina Simone. Kirsten, you're the only Kirsten, but even if other, even I like you more than the, most of the Kristens. Um, okay. Let all right, let us go here. Uh, apologies to Chester who has to edit this and bye. <laughs> Bullshit on repeat till I'm burnt out and disappear But I owe you nothing And I own my life So you say you'll never be alone again But I don't think you understand me or what I fear But you could be loved I don't wanna lie to tell myself I'm more than all the mistakes I've outrun I'm only here for a minute And I don't care what you say Cause I know you're only here Cause I'm winning But I can be my own kind of rock and roll Like I don't really care if you say you don't fuck with me And I can say what the fuck I want Cause it's down on me And I got love for you even if you are doubting me Like oh my god I just can't stop Cause I just wanna sing like Sinatra, that's the normal soundtrack Cause I can never rock like a rolling stone But wonder how it feels to burn out young hey. 
Cause I just wanna die before my heart fails From heartbreak or cocktails And then maybe you'll cry once you know I'm gone And that's all I could ever want Oh, that's all I want, yeah Cause I ain't scared of living No, I ain't scared of living Yes, I guess he's here Oh yeah No, I ain't scared of living Cause it's all we got What are we breathing for? Just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.